Yes, ladies and gentlemen, people, welcome back to Fatigue's Filming Fridays, the show where I get together with my filming friends to talk about the filming things that are going on in the world of entertainment. As usual, I'm your host, Andrew Dos, which means friend in the Indian languages, Filmy Fatigue. Um, this is actually a pretty weird episode because uh, for the very first time in the history of Fatigue's Filming Fridays, Sean Bully Manatee Restivo is not here this week. That is... That was surprising to me. Uh, but uh, no need to worry. He is going to come back. Um, he is currently working on a production. So, um, although he is in the live chat, I think he left now because I think he's currently shooting. But we will have to see. But, uh, of course, the show must go on. Ladies and gentlemen, people, it is my honor to introduce our guest slash sub co-host of this week, the Legolas loving Lindsay Heiner. Hello, Lindsay. Welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. It is an honor. Oh, it's you know, we, we spend every Friday. So we started, uh, oh, Sean Restivo in the live chat says, I'm here, but I'm shooting very soon. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Well, you have been, you have been, uh, uh, referred to you've been shouted out i i can't think of the correct term but we're gonna roll with the punches here uh yeah uh lindsay and i have been we we started um doing the whole like oh we're gonna meet up every friday when wandavision started right when wandavision started all the way way back in gosh january right i think it was january yeah it's crazy. Every single morning at 11.30, we get together and uh, we watch uh, the latest episode on Disney+. Plus. And uh, just recently, now that Falcon and the Winter Soldier is starting, we watched, uh, just, this, uh, just this morning, we watched episode two of Falcon and the Winter Soldier, which is very exciting. Um, I did want to, I did really want to watch uh, the first episode of Mighty Ducks Game Changers, but uh, I completely understand. Uh, because normally, we... We've been talking about having you on the show for quite some time, but your schedule seemed to be a bit busy. You, you're, a, you're a busy person, Lindsay. I have a lot going on. <laughs> oh, no. No, for sure. For sure. No, I mean, I, I know that I struggled with the binge report this week, too. Like, uh, this week, uh, I was... Uh, I I was told to watch the National Treasure films and uh, Indi all the Indiana Jones films, and uh, I was supposed to watch Torchwood, which I did. Let that be on the record. Let that be on video that I have seen Torchwood. So, uh, but yeah, um, I mean, once again, this is gonna be a fun night. This is gonna be a super fun night. We got a lot of Disney stuff to talk about. We got a bunch of uh, you know Marvel, DC. All that kind of good stuff. So, ladies and gentlemen, once again, this is for Taste Filming Fridays. Uh, if you want to be a part of our show, you can just join us in the live chat. Just say hello, and boom, there you go. You're part of the show, whether you like it or not. Um, of course, we are joined by the amazing, the fast, the furious, Kato, whose butt is uh, currently the only thing you see in the shot. Also, my, as you can probably tell, uh, the, the space, the, uh, the Filming Fate spaces now updated. Uh, 
I decided to move back into the studio room because of all the work that I've been doing. I know my, my dog is now wanting to go outside. This is fantastic. Uh, you're going to stay here for five more minutes, uh, but yeah, that's what we're going to do. Oh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, joining us in live chat is uh, the chat master himself, uh, Dominic Jones. Now, Lindsay, I don't know if you've been keeping up with the uh, the filmy, uh, fil Taste Filming Fridays lore here, but um, Dominic Jones got a puppy and he stopped uh, showing up on the show and I got very upset, not in the sense that like I hate him, but it's just like, it was so much fun with them on there. So, uh, but anyways, um, no, I'm uh, Dominic Jones. Welcome to the chat. Welcome back on the show, even though you're in text. I don't even know what he sent me. It's, it's, the, it's one of those things that like someone can't do unless they're on a computer and they go through some kind of software. That's what he just did. So yeah, that's for all of you uh, audio listeners. But um, yeah, um, as usual, this is the show where uh, uh, we, as uh, filmy friends, we get together and uh, we sit back, we relax and uh, grab a drink, but it's not necessary. It's not necessary, but uh, I got my uh, taste Nirvana pulp real coconut water with uh tender coconut bits um i um normally you would assume that oh he would have water or cranberry juice or soda i have apple juice but i felt like it's it's i i needed i need to be refreshed a little bit and honestly i only drink apple juice on the occasions of like i like to pretend that it's champagne at times it's like it's one of those things where like if you don't drink alcohol, you start like taking the the drinks that you normally drink and just pretend that it's, uh, you pretend that it's a drink. I mean, there are you know plenty of things called like mocktails and all, but um, ah, there we go. That was beautiful. You see, even with even with coconut water, ladies and gentlemen, we can still get that crisp uh, opening sound. So, uh, mm, got a coconutty bit, and. Uh, yeah, so, of course, um, uh, as you all know, and for those who don't know, uh, we start off the show with the uh, Filming Fate Weekly Binge Report, which is a report, which is a list of things that I have seen in the past week, uh, things that I have never seen in my entire life. So, uh, we're just going to dive right in there, and then uh, we'll move on to the main show, which is all the filmy uh, news stories. Uh, this week and then uh, and then we'll move on and then we'll finish the show with the classic binge spin which is a spinner that decides what I'm going to be binging next week uh, Dominic Jones in the live chat says the bee of course flies anyway because bees don't care what humans think is impossible yellow black yellow black yellow black yellow black oh black and yellow let's shake it up a little bit Barry breakfast is ready coming uh, hang on a sec hello Barry, Adam, can you believe this is happening? I can't. I'll pick you up. Looking sharp. Use the. Okay, I'm not gonna do this. I don't know what he said. He's. <laughs> I was literally watching the Bee movie before we came out here, so I think that might be what it is. Uh, Sean received in the live chat says, "Fate, please don't read all of these." Well, I was going to. I was going to, but. Uh, well, I'll I'll read them all in the in the post show when when Lindsay's when Lindsay's gone, then I'll I'll read them all. Don't worry, I'm gonna do it. You've you've already uh, placed the bets here. 
Uh, but anyways, let's dive in to the weekly binge report. Oh, ladies and gentlemen, also joining us is Kea Tanea. That's right. I didn't mispronounce your name. Look at that. You see, I'm already doing better. So, Lindsay, for the, so because you don't know this, so so Kea is a brand new friend of mine, and uh, on the first day, so on the show when uh, I saw Kea in the live chat, I called her Kaya because. Uh, her first name is spelled K-A-Y-A. And so, uh, Dominic Jones says, hey, hey, Fate, hey, guess what? What? Can you join, can you come back on the show? Is your dog finally, like, okay to be in the den? We're about to move into the binge report. This is pretty big stuff. We need to get into it. But, uh, anyways... I'm going to wait for you to put in your response. Lindsay, uh, I've also started to do something new that uh, is very interesting. Um, I'm not going to say that yet. Uh, so how many things... I'm going to ask you to guess how many things I watched this week. I would say seven. Seven. Yeah, I'm trying to remember how many Indiana Jones movies there are, and I cannot. Mm, it feels mm -hmm. like a million. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, you were three off. There are ten items on the weekly binge report this week, ladies and gentlemen. Starting with Torchwood, Season 3, National Treasure, Indiana Jones and the Raiders of the Lost Ark, Blackish Season 7, Episode 15, Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom, Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade, Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, National Treasure 2, Book of Secrets, The Falcon and the Winter Soldier, Episode 2, and The Mighty Ducks, Game Changers, Episode 1. It's a lot of stuff. It's quite a lot of stuff. So, uh, let's just dive right in with... Um, with Item number one, that being Torchwood season three. So, um, this this season was very interesting. I'm I'm currently one season away from uh, fully completing the Torchwood series. Um, so this this is this is where it got interesting because um, in season three, it is five episodes only, uh, and it's all one event. It's about these. Uh, I don't know if I should. Should I spoil it or should I just like have it completely spoiler free? Spoilers. I don't hmm? know how the chat feels, but I mean So I think Okay, let me try and keep this spoiler free then. Just just in case. So here's here's what happens is um the children uh, start talking. And well, they already talk, but they speak for for extraterrestrials that are coming with demands, and uh, they're stuck in a box. Um, uh, that and they're demanding that they get ten percent of the children of Earth, which is which, hence the name uh, uh, "Children of Earth," which is uh, you know series three. 
spoilers are fine for a show i don't watch sean restivo says okay well i'm still gonna keep a spoiler free though for all the audio listeners um so oh gosh now i now i just realized how difficult it is for me to describe it i so here's here's what i'll tell you this is my review i'm gonna give it a four out of five fate heads um and the reason why I give it four out of five fatay heads and not five out of five fatay heads, because honestly, I think this is the best series or seasons, whatever you want to call it, uh, throughout the entire Torchwood uh, series. Um, however, the four out of five fatay heads is because of the fact that this was a situation that the doctor should have been there, but they do explain why he wasn't there. So that's also another thing, but I like to keep my expectations down. So yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna say it is four out of five fate heads. Now, Lindsay, have you seen Torchwood? No, I saw maybe one episode of a later season, but the other than that, no. <laughs> mm, gotcha, gotcha. You know, uh, I mean personally, um, because also, ladies and gentlemen, for those who don't know, uh. The Legolas loving Lindsay over here is also a fellow Whovian, just mm. like me. So, uh, and one Dominic Jones who believes that I can actually play the doctor. She actually believes that I have a shot. That's right, Dominic Jones. Ha ha. Uh, no, he, he was joking about the fact that like, oh, you need to be British and all. And I was just like, oh, I can just move to Britain. And then he was like, oh, that would be really... There would be a lot of speculation, but that could possibly work. Uh, Dominic Jones says no. Okay, let's move on to the next item on the binge report. We're not going to get into that. Um, ladies and gentlemen, people, the second item on the binge report is National Treasure. Now, here's the thing. I've seen all the trailers, you know, at the beginning of, of, you know, at the beginning of all of the, um, the DVDs that, can you hear that? My dog is, my dog is just, give me a second. I need to, oh, good Lord. I need to, I need to take care of my dog for, for a second. Hold on. Let me just, all right, pups. All right. Here you go. Upsy daisy. I'm his personal, like, lifting person. All right. There you go. Off you get it's like, he, he literally, he's, oh God, he's like Frozone, and I'm his, his little, you know, his, his uh, snowboard. Like, literally, <laughs> that's what I am. That's what I am to him. It's, it's ridiculous. Uh, uh, Sean Steve says she's gone. What is happening? Who's gone? Kaya? I don't know. Um, so, National Treasure. So, as I was saying... Um, I saw the trailers and everything growing up as a kid during the, the, you know, the premieres for the, for the Disney, like, DVDs, right? Whenever it's like, yeah. oh, like, coming soon to theaters and all. Oh. Now, when this came, when the first National Treasure came out, um, I was currently three. So there was, like, I, there, there was no way for me to watch this. Um, so, uh, oh, oh, I see what's going on here. Um, uh, sorry, once again, the live chat is distracting us. They, they, they do not have it with me. They're bullying me right now, Lindsay. Uh, they're saying she's gone. Oh, they're talking about, they're talking about you because, uh, currently I have, I, like I said, I was using, a, I switched back to the software. So there's 
there's four shots or there's three shots of us. There's one shot having me and you on the same screen. And then there's one shot with me, with only me. And then there's one shot with only you. So currently I'm on me. And so everyone's, uh, uh, Sean Receiver is asking, Fate, are you using a switchboard? I'm not using a switchboard. I am using my number key. But um, in a sense, yeah, I guess I am using it. So, so if I press seven, uh, oh, sorry. If I press uh, seven, then, hey, you'll see all of us. If I press eight, then you'll see me. If I press nine, you will see Lindsay Friendo. And uh, if you, uh, if I press five, I'm gonna skip four, then you will see the weekly bin spin. And then uh, just in case, for uh, very special occasions, just like today, We're, we are gonna need to take a break. Uh, just in case, there will be a Be Right Back uh, screen with uh, the fantastic elevator music. So that is what's currently going on. Uh, so going back to National Treasure. Um, so it's definitely not what I expected. I assumed that National Treasure was a film that was going to be going it definitely went all over the place and now i like now i actually understand why it's the title is called national treasure because it's national it's not international treasure i i assumed it would be going out to the jungles like indiana jones and like that um but no but no it it, it was you know only in the united states and I definitely enjoyed it. I want to say it's five out of five for Tay Heads. Uh, because of the fact that, first of all, obviously it's a Disney film. Second of all, um, Nicolas Cage is fantastic. And also John Voight is... I, you know what? I remember watching John Voight for the first time in Transformers. And I was just like, this, this is a cool dude. And, uh, you yeah, know, I, I think it's fantastic. I thought the comedy was great. I thought the action was great. I thought the... The cinematography very much reminded me of Transformers for some good reason. I don't know if if they were trying to go for that kind of style, but very interesting nonetheless. I think it was a fun way to... It was a fun action movie that the whole family can watch. I thought it was very... I thought it was a lot of fun. So, um, yeah, I... I uh, the One of the stories that we are going to be talking about on the main show this week is that uh, there's potentially going to be a National Treasure 3. So I'm very much excited for that already. Uh, but yeah, no. Uh, five out of five Vite heads, National Treasure. Lindsay, you've seen National Treasure, right? What what, have you, what do you think about that? Let's, let's talk about you. I think it's a very good movie and I think that it talks a lot about lesser known history that is still very patriotic, which is great. And I love the glasses thing that happens with the little. Oh, you know, yeah. Yeah. That was so cool as a kid. I was like, oh, my God. Oh, and that is like the one Nicolas Cage movie that I can watch because he's so good in it. And he's also the least weird in it that I've ever seen. <laughs> it's a shock and a delight every time. Yeah, no, 100%, 100%. I loved all the twists, right? That's what that's what's so good about the film is all of the twists that you get with this. And like you, you think like, "Oh, okay." Like, okay, fine. So this is what this is. But then at the, the last second, like in a f couple of minutes later, it's like, "Wait, what? There's more?" You're telling me there's more? Like like it's just like, 
you know, uh, you know, at some point you're just like you're giving up, and it's just like, oh, okay, they figured it out, great. But then, but then a couple of minutes later, they get you, they get you back up on your feet, and they're just like, hey, listen, you know, the movie's still going. We still got a lot more. And I, and I, as soon as I saw the glasses thing, I was like, oh my gosh, you people have blown my mind for a 2004 film and a Disney film to be exact. Like, whoo, I, ah, I, my mind was blown. I'm, I'm going to say it, dare I say it. My mind was officially blown. So, yeah, I, I thought that it was a lot of fun. Like, once again, just wrapping up, a lot of fun, a lot of twists, a lot of mystery, a lot of adventure, uh, a little bit of romance. I like that. A little bit, uh, a lot of comedy, of course. It seemed that uh, comedy seemed to have... Uh, you know, kept the film going, and uh, yeah, yeah, it, it, they they took the one th one thing, the one important thing, right? Like uh, the the um, the Declaration of Independence is like you know, big thing, right? It's a big thing, but like for kids, this is huge, right? Like the creativity is endless, and I just loved that so much. Of like, how, like this is what we do. This is what like as story storytellers filmmakers screenwriters this is what we do for a living is you know we take something and like let's just say this baseball right i take this baseball this could be the key to another dimension i mean <laughs> like that like that's the kind of creativity that they were playing with and i loved it so much so yeah yeah that's oh gosh i can't like the, just just thinking of uh disney plus having an original national treasure series my mind is blown like i'm already on board for that so we're gonna get into that later on ladies and gentlemen uh let's move on to the third item on the binge report that being uh, that being indiana jones and the raiders uh, and Ra the raiders of the lost ark so uh I i'm gonna be honest here i had already seen this film and it was a quite a long time when I saw this film. I think it was back in high school. I think when when like around the time of the fires, and um, I think recently we had like finally signed up for Netflix, and so uh, I saw that Indiana all the Indiana Jones films were on there. I was like, "Whoa, this is awesome!" And then so I decided to watch it. Um, mainly the only thing that i remember of indiana jones is playing the games when i was a kid when i was in middle school and i got my first xbox 360 i got the uh, lego indiana jones i remember playing those games and like just the tune of it like when when i when i heard the tune i was like oh hey that's from lego indiana jones but then like split second i'm like oh wait that's that's from that's from indiana jones the films not the the games so it's crazy like it is crazy that that a film like that came out like during that time uh i don't remember the exact uh time let's find the date uh 1981 1981 is just it's insane like i um it's such an iconic film i don't know what to say and there's a reason behind why I don't have much to say. It's because of the fact that I can't remember it. However, uh, <laughs> uh, no, um, 
I think Spielberg is a genius. I think he's, you know, obviously we know him as like the mastermind of, of filmmaking. And um, I thought this was fantastic. I thought it was a lot of fun. Also, seeing a young Han Solo, it was just like, ooh, wow. And, oh, uh, one thing that I will say is that if they're going to make an... Uh, Dominic Jones in live chat says that's a bad film. I'm not going to say anything to you because I'm having a good <laughs> moment right now. So if you don't remember it, it's not a good film. No, the reason why I don't remember it is because of the fact that I just watched 10 things, Dominic Jones. It's a great film. I remember most of it now. If I'm really focusing on it, just give me a second here. I need some electrolytes. I need some, I need some cocoa water. Wow, my, my memory is already back already. So, so, in, so a film that came out in the 80s, set in the 30s, I was like, wow. I was, and this is why I was confused at first, was just like, huh, that's funny. And, and like, I had no idea what was going on the first time I watched it, but the second time I watched it, uh, if you don't remember it amongst 10 things, it's not as impactful. Well... Dominic Jones, I need you to understand that I watch tens, maybe 20 things a week. So to remember that, remember all of that in a time span. Movies can't be five out of five, but as memorable as other five out of five. Mm. Mm. I don't know. Raiders of the Lost Ark is an iconic film, and I think that there... Um, I'm going to say it's the best Indiana Jones film. Uh, and I, as I was saying before, I was rudely interrupted. Uh, the music just makes it so much better. John Williams. He's a real genius, isn't he? Oh, yes. Yes, he really is. And I'm really hoping for the fifth one he's there. I'm really hoping. I'm, I'm crossing my fingers here. I'm really hoping he's there for the fifth one because... If they don't, if they don't make them with John Williams, I mean, I'm not gonna. I'll definitely be sad. I'm gonna be sad. I'm gonna be disappointed because just hearing it, like, okay, I'm not gonna pay attention to the live chat because it's getting really distracting. But um, <laughs> Raiders of the Lost Ark, they took some like, and this is exactly what I was talking about in National Treasures that they took something. And they made it so much fun. They made they made it so important. Like, for example, um, oh gosh, okay, I don't have an example for that. I, uh, but no, I think like thinking of an archaeologist. Like, what do you think of an archaeologist when you know when you think of an archaeologist? You think of like okay, someone who studies fossils and rocks and all that sort of things. And then when I saw this, I was just like wow, this this must have been, like, really fun for kids. Like, this is, like, a great way to... Oh, Sean Recibo says, I'm going to shoot now. I hope the rest of the show is good. Thank you, Sean. Hope to see you again soon, buddy. Um, but, yeah, no, I thought, like... I thought it was crazy. I thought, like, kids must have gone crazy. They must have been, like... You know how, like, oh, kids must have gone to their parents and must be like, oh, oh, Dad, Mom, I want to be an archaeologist. Like, like you know... And so, like, that's what's so cool is, like, I'm speechless. I'm speechless. It's, like, it, it's such a bonkers idea. If you thought of this in, in now, if you thought of this, uh, if you thought about this idea in 2020, 
no nobody would be people would be like oh yeah that's that's indiana jones okay but like if, if the idea had been made now in in 2020 everyone would have gone crazy they would have been like oh this is no, no one has ever seen this before i mean sure we got in uh, we, sh we got jurassic park but i mean indiana jones is it's a great series that's what i'll say right away you know just to cover everything else it's a fantastic series um so yeah five out of five for heads uh, despite what dominic jones says because like i said dominic i've got uh i said it's iconic i don't know if it's impactful in the way of like other films right like million dollar arm let's just say like uh or uh what's a super like inspirational film The reason why I'm thinking about this is because I, I've seen so many other films. Uh, Boy, not a single thing. I can't even think of a single movie at the moment. I know, exactly. This is fantastic. You see, this is what happens when Sean Restivo leaves me, is that like I my my whole understanding of films just Yes, thank you. The the Jonathan brain cell has left the body, ladies and gentlemen, people. Um, but no. I I uh if you want to say impactful, I think the music wasn't impactful. I thought it was really fun. I don't think it was impactful in the sense like mm, like uh let's just say million dollar arm, right? That was million dollar arm was such a impactful film for me uh oh speed racer also and <laughs> speed racer yeah yeah i'm gonna bring up speed racer ladies and gentlemen people um i'm still trying to think like oh what about bugs life i'm, I'm just gonna throw it out there like bugs life was pretty impactful like you it took you know this just like this unimportant person and by the end of the film, he's so important that, like, you know, he's, you know, like, everyone, he's, he gained recognition, he, you know, he, he has his image now. Like, that's, that's the kind of impact that I'm talking about. Indiana Jones is just a fun ride that you, you know, you follow, it's thrilling, it's exciting. Uh, there are some scenes where it was kind of flat, but rest of it was... Chef's kiss. I think it's fantastic. Uh, anyways, let's move on to the fourth item on the vision board, which is really quick, pretty quickly. Uh, Blackish season seven, episode fifteen. So, uh, this episode follows Jack. Uh, my dog is barking outside. He loves disrupting the show. Uh, so Jack in the show, he becomes a vegan, and, um. Andre or Dre, whatever you want to call it, the dad, uh, he he's not okay with it because he's always, you know, doing things with them and he's eating meat with him. And now that Jack says, like, oh, I'm a vegan, I'm not gonna do this anymore. Andre gets really, really sad and really, really frustrated with him because of the fact that he's the only kid out of the five kids that he has, like, actually does what he wants to do. And so like He's just like on a path. He just goes through like a path of like, oh, okay, we're gonna get him off the vegan train and get him back on the on the meat train, which sounds really wrong now that I said it. Uh, meat train was a mistake. Yes. Yeah, meat train was a mistake. But 
Yeah, I, I thought it was a fun episode between Jack and Dre because Jack has been the kid who's, you know, not a smart person, but recently he's like, you know, he's taking a stand and like, that's the thing. It's the character development. So, yeah. Anyways, let's move on to the fifth item on the uh, binge report, ladies and gentlemen. That being Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. So, right off the bat, I'm going to say, I'm just going to say it. Four out of five for Tayheads. And I, I found it interesting and I found it to be a treat because of the fact that this was set in India. And uh, it also starred a very A-list actor, uh, Amrish Puri, who passed away quite a while ago. Rest in peace. Um, and just seeing him and hearing the hearing the dialogue and me able to understand it, it was really a treat for me. Uh, however, this is where I'm going to get nitty gritty here. Like, this is the thing with all the films that, you know, they have great action. They have great mystery. It's copy and paste with all the films. However, with this one, the Indian stereotype. I don't know how I felt about the Indian stereotype because... Uh, from what I've seen, it's not, it's not how we are, and it was so weird and funny, and it's just like, hmm, yeah, but, I mean, now we understand, now we understand what the, what the jokes were, right, about the Indian stereotypes, we now understand it, it's, it's now understandable, and so... I, once again, I felt it quite cringy to see all of that. Just, just the stereotyping. And the people eating frozen banana brains. I have one thing to say to that. Who, who the fuck thought that that would be a fun thing to do? Because I have never seen a single Indian person eat frozen banana brain. A brain, a, a monkey's brain, frozen. It's not a slushy. It, oh, I don't get it. I don't understand. Why would you put this in here? Like that's that's something that I didn't understand. Was like, why would you? Why would you add something? Uh, like I get it. It was the eighties at the time, right? Like that's never that never really came to mind. But like now these days, it's just like, oh, it is so off. It's. Ugh, I don't know. And and I'm going to get super graphic here too. Them cutting up a snake and then like these wormy thingies coming out and then someone eating them and then somebody eating a beetle and I was just like did I miss out on something? Like is this what we do? Because never in the history of India have I ever seen anyone eat like banana brains or beetles whatever it was i don't even know but like i get it right i get it it's not real it must have been like an actual like you know strawberry freeze and you know for the beetles it must have been like actual it could have been peanut butter or something in like a plastic beetle i don't know i want to think of it that way because if it was real i swear I will lose my mind, and I will never watch that movie again. I will never watch that movie again if that's the case. About that. Oh my gosh, that's... 
That's really awful. It really is. It really is. That's just... Oh, wow. Oh, and if you think that's worse, uh, the girl... What's her name? Willie, I think. She asks for soup, and they bring soup, but then it's a soup filled with eyeballs. And it's just like... What is happening here? Like, what's going on here? Like, I I don't get it. I, I just didn't get it. I was just like, this has never... I mean, sure, I have seen... And, and let alone the fact that there was a kid who was the Maharaja. Like, what? Like, that was funny. I don't know. It, I, I, I understand, like, you know, it's, you know, I don't think this... You know, I think Raiders of the Lost Ark aged very well. Uh, I think it still works today. Temple of Doom, though, I'm questioning it. I don't say like if I were to show that to my parents, I think they'd probably be disappointed. And they'd probably walk out. That's what I think. <laughs> I know because I I'd known that Amrish Puri was going to be in this film. And I was slowly starting to think before I watched the film, I was starting to think like, hey, I'm going to get my parents in the living room and we're going to watch it on the big 65 inch. And then I saw, and then I was like, let me, let me watch it though. Let me see what's going on here. Then I see the dinner scene and immediately I'm like, nope, nope, we're not going to do this. I mean, let alone the fact that like, oh, they're, they're having human sacrifices and Amrish Puri literally pulls out a heart out of somebody. Like, yeah, okay. All right. Okay. I mean, it's... I get it. It's supposed to be weird. The Indiana Jones films are supposed to be mysterious. But... If they... If if they were to remake Temple... If they ever wanted to remake The Temple of Doom, I would be okay with that. If they wanted to rewrite it, if they wanted to redo it, I would be okay with that. In fact, you know what? Uh, Paramount Pictures, George Lucas, just, just give me a call. And I'm there, and I will direct a fantastic uh, Indiana Jones film set in India the right way, not the way of oh, we're gonna give the the guests beetles to eat, and and we're gonna freeze monkey uh, a monkey's brain, and we're gonna give it to them as if it's ice cream. It they literally call it dessert. I don't. How is that like? Is the brain supposed to be sweet? Like, I don't get it. Like, oh, and I don't know. It was weird. The only reason why I enjoyed it and watched it was because it was set in India and it was because, you know, Amrish Puri was in there. But the rest of it just felt cringy to me. If you want if you want me to be honest, way too cringy. Way too cringy. Uh, <laughs> Lindsay, you've seen this film. Do you want to talk about it? <laughs> <laughs> about Temple of Doom? I mean, if you want to, otherwise we can just move on. God, it was it was a long time ago that I watched this, and I was less educated, we'll say. Mm -hmm. I think critically about what I was seeing, and now that I'm remembering it, I'm like, wow, that was just pretty blatant racism, wasn't it? And yeah. Wow. 100%. 100%. I I like as soon as I saw this, I was like, "This, there's no way." If you release this today, like, sure, we get it. Like, like you know, no one's gonna say anything about this now because it was, you know, it was, you know, it was released in the '80s. But if they released it in 2020, India would have been on their ass. 
ass. And they would just, oh my gosh, it would be bad. It would be bad. It'd be really bad. I was literally going through, because I use TV time and there's the memes. And I literally saw someone uh, post a, actually, you know what? Let me see if I can find that picture of like what they said about Temple of Doom. Because I'm pretty sure. Um, okay, we got a couple. Here we go. So, uh, man, so so this is coming from someone called Y uh, Gules. Um, it's on TV time. Uh, here's this person. Man, I was shocked when I saw Amrish Puri till that. It is so cringy to see how they portrayed India in the whole movie, but at the same time, so hilarious. Well, I know where it, the internet got all these stereotypes about India, and it's just like... Like, I, I didn't know what to say. But there's other things that I didn't really enjoy much other than the obvious racism that was, you know, shown, you know, that was in this film. Let's talk about Willie. She was annoying and she was so unnecessary. I get it, right? With these kind of films, like I saw the James Bond films, right? I understand that, oh, they need to have some beautiful actress to be there and just be like, oh, hey, you want to watch Indiana Jones? And then someone goes, no. And then, you know, they'll just like talk back to them. They'll be like, hey, listen, we got a hot girl in there. And then the people will be like, oh, sign me up. I'm, I'm in. Let's let's get some tickets. Like that's I feel like the only reason why she was there. She had no in uh, personally. She had no importance. Sure. She was a little bit of help. Okay, but I mean, yeah. if you think about it, short round, he was, was way more helpful. He was way more helpful, and he was way more younger than her, and he was so much better and so much more useful. I would have rather preferred him to just. I just prefer that if Willie wasn't in here, it was so unnecessary. I just wish that uh, Karen Allen playing uh, Marion Raven, Raven would. Or Raven, yeah. Raven, was there. I wish that was the case, but no, that's not the case. Um, but anyways, oh yeah, literally someone said I can't with this one. I had an anxiety attack watching the human sacrifice in the lava tube of freaking death. The story in the beginning was good, and I was enjoying it up until that, and until that, uh, and I was just hiding my face in the covers till the end. Yes, I am a chicken. <laughs> The alligator <laughs> saved the ending for me. Revenge is sweet. The kid was the best. Yeah. The kid was the best. Also, for those who didn't catch that, and 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 this this was a really proud moment for me, Lindsay. I need you to understand this. When I saw the uh, when I saw the name of the of the club, Obi Wan, I was just like, <laughs> Ah, I see what you did there, you sneaky people. I see what you did there. It's a George Lucas production, of course. You put Obi Wan. You put one of the names of the, from the other titles that you've released. So I was just like, oh, that was such a proud moment. I was just like, I literally saw it. I went back and I was just like, wait a minute. I have to. I have to. And I was on a like time limit here. Like I finished all three of the films. I started around like what maybe I don't remember when I started. I finished the last film. I finished uh, Kingdom of the Crystal Skull at 11 o'clock and so like I was rushing for time however when I saw that bit I was like I have to go back and see this like I, my eyes either my eyes are deceiving me now or I saw something 
very nerdy. And I saw it and I was just like, I understood that reference. I understood that reference. Yes. I was very excited. And I was just like, yes. So, and then I literally like t took a snapshot. I was just like, and I posted it on Instagram. I was just like, <laughs> I gotcha, you sneaky boy. But yeah, no. Uh, yeah, so uh, like I said, four out of five fatay heads for uh, Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. Let's move on to the sixth item on the binge report, that being Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. Now, right away, I'm going to say five out of five Fate heads because the chemistry between uh, Harrison Ford and Sean Connery playing father and son, I, and it was really sad and heartbreaking for me because first of all, rest in peace, Sean Connery, you know, he's passed away and it's, it really sucks. And what even made it worse for me was the fact that I had, uh, I don't know if you remember this, Lindsay, from Thar 63. Me and William Marsh did the scene where they're sitting in the uh, blimp and they're talking about when, you know, when the last time they had a quiet drink and all. And it was like, it was so emotional. I literally recited this, the dialogue. I literally spoke out the lines as they were saying it. And I, I almost teared up because of the fact that like i remember this and like ah, uh, it's so good it's so good it's like it's so much fun it's um obviously so at the beginning clearly when you see elsa schneider you already know she's a nazi i mean look i'm gonna spoil this film and look if you haven't seen this film, then what are you doing? Just stop doing, stop watching this and go and watch it. That's the one, that's one of the movies that I can highly recommend you to watch because of the chemistry. And they do it so well. You, you're actually, it actually made me believe that they were father and son. And they just did it so well. I thought the casting was perfect. I thought like they could not go wrong with this casting. Um, I thought it was funny that like, because you know, like I, I normally when you see movies like this, you assume it's like in the 21st century in uh, 20, 2005 or 2006. That's what I had thought initially, like before I watched all of the films and like, you know, having a developed mind, uh, I thought it was set in like 2005 or whenever it came out uh, or whenever I, you know, saw the promotions for it. And, uh, but no, it was set in, what was it set in? Uh, I think it was 1935. It was set in 1935. And I was just like, whoa. And and it went into some backstory. Uh, you know, the film starts off with, a, a, you know, the flashback of in Indy, uh, you know, chasing the, uh, uh, the cross and, uh, you know, being on the, uh, being on the train and having all those snakes there, he's like, like, it's so funny, too, because, like, oh, they show off, like, oh, Indiana Jones was not scared of snakes. And then, you know, later on in the movies, they show that he's super scared of snakes. And so, and the reason why, um, the reason why this interests me is because, like, why does it scare him now? Like, I wish they gave a little bit of context as to why it scares him now. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, no, The Last Crusade. Uh, I think, like, it, 
it's copy and paste, right? It has emotion. It's got, it's got everything that you would. It's the cookie. It's a cookie cutter of of Indiana Jones films. You got your action. You got your mystery. You got your emotion. You got the chemistry. You got, you got all that good stuff. Uh, definitely, it weirded me out when, uh, you know, you find out that Henry, being the father, and Indy, sleeping with the same woman. Uh, and I, this wasn't too much of a shock to me, but because, you know, I had, re- I had done the scenes. I was, you know, I was a person who was, I was speaking Indiana Jones lines like, oh, I was the first man. Like, it's just, it's, it's disgraceful, dad. You're old enough to be her, her, her grandfather. And it's, it's just like, and literally, literally even William's lines, I was just going like, well, <laughs> Ships that pass in the night. And I was just like, oh, William. Oh, gosh. William Marsh, if you're out there and if you're watching this, you need to hop on the show and we need to reenact the scene again because it's so much fun. We did it over Zoom and it was just, oh, it would have been so much better if we did it uh, during, if we were in actual physical space, we would have killed it. And we still did. I'm just saying, like, it would have been way much better if we had, um, done in a physical space i'm just waiting for 20 i'm waiting for covid to be over i'm just i i just want it to be over as everyone does i know it, i'm not gonna nothing's gonna happen if i say anything but i'm just saying that like i'm so ready for this to be over so uh Lindsay, before we move on uh do, do you have anything to say do, do you want to talk about last year's or do you want to move on it's up to you the Last Crusader is the best Indiana Jones movie, at least personally my favorite, mostly because there is the, maybe not the lack of the female sidekick that is just there to sleep with Indiana Jones, but it is certainly mm-hmm. less. And I appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, yeah. no. That is something that I realized was like, there is way less, I mean, sure, there's like one it's like even less than like five minutes and it's all done. And I actually appreciated that because after a while, it starts getting a little old with that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. But, yeah, no. Once again, five out of five for Tay Heads. I, I think this... I You want to talk about something memorable, Dominic Jones? That This was impactful. This one was because of the chemistry and just like... it Because he's such... Because Henry Jones... It's like such a father. He's such a punishing father. And it's and it's so good too. It's like no matter what Indiana Jones does, like and oh my god, the funny fact, and this is spoiler huge spoiler. Like this is the biggest spoiler out of the entire film. Indiana Jones was named he took the name of their dog, Indy, oh. Indiana. And it's just like I laughed my ass off when I saw that. I was just like, oh my god. And oh uh what's his name? Uh uh Oh, gosh, uh, I just this morning I just saw a book of secrets, so now I can't remember anyone's name. Uh, Sala. <laughs> oh my gosh, Sala. He um, was it Sala or was it? Wasn't his name Omar? I can't remember. But uh, no, he literally, he literally, he's literally like, he's literally laughing out loud. He's just like. <laughs> You are named after a dog, and it's just like, oh my god, he's speaking for the. And that's the thing about all the characters too. That's the thing about all the characters is the fact that they speak for all the fans when they say like, wait, 
You're named after a dog? Really? And it's just like, and it's like everyone must have thought of that. Everyone must have thought of that. And that's why I thought it was great. I thought it was fantastic. Ugh. Yeah. The, the, the location where they filmed the um, it, Petra. I don't know if you know much about it. I've been watching a lot of documentaries about this place. Oh, it's really? so cool. Mm-hmm. They, they're like in the middle of this desert and they have huge irrigation systems. They have right. water all day long. It's banana sandwiches. <laughs> yeah. No, that okay. no, that's awesome. Lindsay's Lindsay's fun fact of the of the week, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. Go watch documentaries on Petra. It is so cool. Jesus. Oh gosh. I okay, now that I now that you say that. You see, now I remember because I remember seeing the shot of, of of the location, and then I was like, "Hmm, wait a minute, this looks familiar." And yes, I am gonna reference it, everyone. Uh, Transformers Two: Revenge of the Fallen. <laughs> they go to Petra, and they I I'm gonna assume that they went to the same exact location, and then yeah, I'm not gonna spoil Revenge of the Fallen, even though one. People have probably seen it, and two, most people might not care about it. So, but no, I thought it was a lot of fun. Uh, I'm speechless. I like, like, all I, I've seen too much, and I need to, I literally need to limit it down. It's just way too much. But yeah, Last Crusade, I, I thought it was tons of fun, as, as everyone else's. But, um, ladies and gentlemen, th- here, here comes the one that I had seen and, I was pretty familiar with. However, I had forgotten most of the story, uh, the the plot points, and also, uh, also I had um, brain. Please work with me, please. Just 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 for once. Uh, it was it was the film that I had almost no idea about because I hadn't seen the first three films. I had only seen uh, uh, Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. So that's that's what we're moving into. I completely forgot to transition into ladies and gentlemen the seventh item on the uh, binge report that being indiana jones and the kingdom of the crystal skull so um i believe this came out in what 2008 or yeah 2008 and uh i'm gonna say this right now four out of five fatay heads and what i truly believe in terms of comebacks right because this they hadn't made an indiana jones film for years after after the last crusade and and so also it was so first of all I'm going to point out that it was really sad to see like okay Henry Jones has passed away but at the same time it's like Sean Connery has passed away so it like the the emotional value to that is just, the levels have gone way up it's it's way out of the frame like you can't even see it uh but so in terms of the film I think I prefer this over Jurassic World That's how I feel I feel like it's way significantly better than the Jurassic World films. I mean, because they're like, because the thing is that Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull is still, it's set in the 50s now. And so like, it's just like, that's so cool to see that. And of course, we got, we got Shia LaBeouf. We got Shia LaBeouf in there, which is so weird seeing him as a greaser because then like, I think in 2007, he came out with Transformers, and then now he's a greaser. I was just like, oh, gosh, we're in that era. I completely, like, I don't keep track of what the 50s were, what the 80s were, what the, you know, 90s were. And 
it was so weird seeing that. And so, but no, I, you know, the, the cinematography has uh, drastically improved. They've got better technology to do all the shots. They got better visual effects. And uh, I was just surprised to see that this, this film came out in 2008. Like, it's so good in terms of the visual effects and everything. Um, one, so, also, it was also a treat to see Kate Blanchett in there. Very interesting. Uh, nonetheless, of course, it's Kate Blanchett, so. <laughs> Woo! Kate Blanchett. Literally one of my one of my childhood crushes is Camp Blanchett. So it's getting a little toasty over here. Um, so other than all of the, would I say this is the best Indiana Jones film? No, I wouldn't say so. There, I've definitely seen a lot better. Mostly, the heavy hitting points was just the fact that like okay, uh, Mutt Williams, which is Shia LaBeouf, plays the son of Indiana Jones and. I had I had assumed because as soon as I saw Karen Allen, I was like, oh gosh. Like this is so this is 20 years later. There clearly has to be something. That, and uh the I'm gonna say this right now, the comedy though. The comedy is what stands out to most the most to me, other than the visual effects. It's really funny. It's really hilarious. And so also, it was such a delight to see John Hurt because I've never seen anything else other than Doctor Who with John Hurt in it. And so I was just like, wait a second. like, Because I, I, I think I blanked out when the credits were rolling in the beginning. And when I saw uh, John Hurt, I was like, wait a minute. I've seen him before. And then I, look, I go on IMDb and I see that it's John Hurt. I'm like, oh my gosh. It's the doctor before, it's the war doctor. It's before he became the doctor. And I'm just like, whoo. Oh I was just <laughs> like, oh, yeah. I was just like, oh my gosh, I know you. And so it, it was such a treat. It was such a delight. So uh, throughout the entire movie, it still, it still holds the mystery and the adventure and just the fun of Indiana Jones and I'm super excited for Indiana Jones 5 and you know Harrison and because it was because uh Indiana Jones 5 was originally supposed to come out in 2019 so it's like really surprising to me and I don't know how that's gonna go but all I know it's it is confirmed that Indiana Jones 5 is coming out but no I I, I found this the only the only thing that you know really uh uh appealed uh, to me throughout the film was uh of course the indiana jones cookie cutter uh the comedy and the just the just the emotional uh just the relationship situation i thought that was very interesting the fact that uh indiana jones had become henry jones he literally became sean connery in the sense that and at the end when he says uh, hey, where are you going, Junior? I was just like, no, you didn't. Oh, my gosh. No way. No. It's just, oh, gosh. It, it hit me hard. And then at the end, when uh, when Indy and Marion finally get married, very happy, by the way. Very, very well done, finally. Um, uh, Shia LaBeouf, the Indy hat, the iconic Indy hat, 
blows out. It literally uh, blows because the, the, the doors blow out. Air uh, moves the, the hat towards him, literally falls at his feet. He picks it up. He's about to put it on. And then Indiana Jones swoops in and puts it on his head. And I'm just like, yes, thank God. Thank you so much. No, thank you so much. I am so gosh darn glad. I would have screamed. I would have yelled if they had done that. And it was, let me remind you, it was 11 at night when I finished this film. So this is how important it was to me. So I, instead of yelling, I still yelled, but in happiness because like Indiana Jones isn't finished yet. It's not, he's not finished yet. Uh, I am hoping though, and I don't, I, I don't know. Do you want a reboot? Do you want like a continue, like a continuation? Like, what do you want, Lindsay? Let's talk about you. What do you want? I'm. I'm content with how it ended, honestly. I, I think it was a nice... I think if they did a reboot, it would have to be someone other than Indiana Jones, you know? Mm -hmm. Kind of mm -hmm. the way that Star Wars did Rogue One. It's the same universe, different people, you know? Right. I, I think that would be it. Also, I'd like to get the image of the ants eating the guy out of my head. Cause it oh! Oh, yeah, I completely forgot about that. Ugh. Yeah. I wish I I wish I could. Uh, yeah. Although I th I think it's just a show like hey, look at that. We have the technology now. We can do this now. We no longer because all and this was a motif, right? This was a motif of like we've got all these kind of critters, right? Like that's the, excuse me, that's the motif throughout the entire Indiana Jones series is like all the critters that they step on. And so I, ju I just thought it was crazy how they even shot all of that, all of that, like in the eighties, it was just like, if that was me, I would have lost it. I would have I just been like, okay, let's forget about the million dollar check that I'm about to get, I'm out of here. Like I can't. <laughs> I mean, let's forget about the fact that he literally kills critters by stepping on them, and 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 Raiders of the Lost Ark. They start off with tarantulas, and I'm just like, mm, oh no. And because and, and the worst part is, I was eating dinner when that was happening. So as soon as I so I took a bite out of my sandwich, and when I looked up, I spit out my sandwich when I saw that because I hadn't realized that there were tarantulas there. So, yeah, I have arachnophobia. I love Spider-Man, but I don't like, I have arachnophobia. I, I just, I, I think there's cute spiders and I, I don't mean to ever harm them, right? I don't mean any harm by them, right? But if they're gonna, if they're gonna show up in your house unexpected, they gotta get out of here. Nope, I'm sorry. This isn't your house. This is my house. I wanna stay, sit here in peace. I don't want any of this. But, um, yeah, going back to Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, I thought they really... I didn't, After seeing, like, the fact that they're using aliens for the fourth film, it's like, you can... The, the, the next and only thing that you can think about, really, is what are they going to do next? How are they going to up the ante next? Right? Because... Um, in Raiders of the Lost Ark, it was the, uh, it was the huge, um, it was the box. It was the box. Yes. Thank you. It was the box. Uh, and then it had melted everybody, which by the way, very, very yucky, extremely yucky. 
If anyone watches Raiders of the Lost Ark, I highly recommend. Don't eat ice cream. Uh, with, 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 uh, with the Temple of Doom, it was the Shankara Stones. Uh, with, uh, uh, with the Last Crusade, it was the, um, the holy water that, you know, gave, gave life to, to anyone, right? Made them, did they make them immortal or was it just giving them life? I think it was just giving them life, right? Yeah, uh, well, I guess the one guy was immortal, though, because he was there forever. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, that's true. So, yeah, it, mm -hmm. it seems like it was just giving them life. Yeah. And then you got, um, sorry, you got King Kingdom of the Crystal Skull that has the, literally hence the name, Crystal Skull. Uh, so it's just like, what are they going to do next? Because like after the whole UFO coming out of the, the, the temple, I'm just like, what have you got in store now? Like I, I, I've been told that there have been so many uh, rewrites of the script. It's like, I honestly like I, I understand and I really want them to end the Indiana Jones series on a really big high note. But it's like, I, I know for a fact they are struggling to figure out like how like they need to end this right. They can't they. Because this, uh, Harrison Ford brought up in an article once that, like, oh, we need to do what the MCU films are doing. We need to do things that they don't want. They, they Things that they will, won't anticipate, right? Because when you see when you go back, you revisit the Indiana Jones films, you know what's going to happen, right? It's like, okay, there's going to be critters. There's going to be, oh, someone's going to walk up to Indiana Jones, like, rudely interrupt Indiana Jones during his uh, lecture, bring him out, and he's going to be like, oh, Indiana Jones, we have a mission for you. And he's going to be like, great. And, like, you know, you got the hot babe, and then you got you got the kid, you got the you got the Shia LaBeouf greaser, and then, you know, you got the, you got the whip, and you got... The fancy action, and you got the explosions. You got the explosivity because it's Paramount Pictures, and I just don't think it's gonna. If I look, I will still be satisfied if they do that. However, they know that this is a big deal for them to even do in the first place. So I'm expecting some some oh shit moments from Indiana Jones Five, hoping that it comes out next year, but um. Uh, Lindsay, before we move on, uh, is there anything you, you want to talk about the uh, Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, or uh, do you just want to move on? It's totally up to you. I think you covered everything. We got the ants, got the aliens. Mm -hmm. That's 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 pretty much the whole movie, is the ants and the aliens. Yeah, the big three. The big three. The big three. <laughs> yeah. And the aliens. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. There you go. All right, ladies and gentlemen, let's move on to the next item on the binge report. The eighth item on the binge report is National Treasure 2 Book of Secrets. So I have been so I was warned that National Treasure 2 was a end quote meh movie. And honestly, I don't think that. 
I, I and and it, sure, everyone is titled to their own opinion, right? I'm not gonna speak for everyone. I personally, hold on, I'm I'm gonna switch to the um, I'm gonna switch to my camera just to add a little bit more importance here. Here's the thing. So, at its core, National Treasure Two is not as good as the first film, right? The first film is so iconic; it's so much fun. Uh, I just think like. I think the the idea was interesting in National Treasure 2. I just don't think it it didn't have so much it didn't have so much wow as I had in the first National Treasure. I thought it was really cute and it was a complete shock to me that I didn't realize that Helen Mirren was in this film. And uh when and when I saw the 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 chemistry between John Voight and and Helen Mirren is so adorable when they once again spoilers by the way but as soon as they like catch each other and they're swinging to the other side they fall down and then they kiss each other i'm just like oh this is so cute oh my gosh i sipped them so much throughout the entire film i just knew that like because the point is that uh, they're trying to they're showing off because in this film um uh, uh ben uh uh uh, uh Hold on, sorry. Something's going outside. My bad. Um, what is that? Sorry, sorry. Software situation. Uh, Ben Gates and um, Abigail. Sorry, it's all coming back to me. I just watched Falcon and the Winter Soldier and Mighty Ducks. There's a lot to process here. Okay, uh, so Abigail and Ben are are separated. They're they're no longer dating each other. And Ben is currently uh, uh, staying with uh, with his dad, uh, played by the uh, by the uh, adorable John Voight. Uh, so they talk. So they show that how they like they should be together. And w when they show off Helen Mirren and and John Voight, it's like you already know they're gonna get back together. It's a Disney film. Of course they're gonna do that. Of course they are. And. I thought I thought it was it was hilarious. I thought it was fun. It was really funny to see um the person from Westworld. Um book of secrets. Let's see if I can find it. Uh no. Um Ed Harris. So I've only seen Ed Harris in Westworld, and I thought it. I, I thought it was surprising to see him so like pr pretty young in this film, and it was it was so weird just to, because like, and it was so good too, right? Like he he's such an antagonist type of actor, and it was it was really really good and. Uh, I mean, I, I honestly can't think of anything that could have improved this film. I just thought, like, mate, I, I don't know. I'd really have to give some thinking to, to this. But, um, no, I, I think, uh, I mean, just in general, I think as a film, it was enjoyable. Nonetheless, I wouldn't say it's a meh film, but I wouldn't say it was a good film either. 
it's not a good film, but it's also not a bad film. It's not a bad film at all. It's still very, very enjoyable. I just don't think it's as good as the uh, first National Treasure. And I'm very much excited for National Treasure 3 if that is happening in the series. But, uh, yeah, no. Uh, Lindsay, do you want to uh, do you want to talk about uh, Book of Secrets or are you good? Like, While I don't think it's as good as the original National Treasure, I think that it just fills a different, like, niche, I guess. Because mm-hmm. it just feels different. Uh, a, a slightly older audience sort of movie. Um, and the acting in it is pretty incredible. Like... Mm-hmm. When they're in the, the city and the, you know, the cha- the water chamber scene. Right, right, yeah. The city of gold. So scary to me, like, and still watching it as an adult, I'm like, oh my god. Right. An, an incredible, like, practical effects and acting situation. It's, and, and that actor is incredible in mm-hmm. that scene. Yeah, that's basically all I have to say. All I want to say because I just oh, that seems so good. (laughs) No, definitely, no, one hundred percent, definitely. Yeah, no. Uh, did I already give it a fate head review already, or do I have to give it? Okay, well, I'm gonna I'm gonna give it a four out of five. I don't think it was as great as the first one, but uh. I don't know. I could be proven wrong. Maybe if I watch it like 15 more times and maybe I'll start to feel like, eh, okay. But yeah, no, um, we got two more things. We got to, we actually need to pick up the pace here because it is 546 and we do have a lot of main show stories to talk about. So let's move on to the ninth item on the binge board, that being Falcon and the Winter Soldier episode two. So Lindsay, we watched this this morning and, uh, I'm actually gonna, I'm actually, you know what? I'm going to start with you because, uh, I think you'll you'll probably already speak for me, so because we we've watched this and we had the same exact feelings, we had the same exact emotions, and uh, mind if you take it away? I can do my best. Alrighty. Uh, it's a good episode. It's a lot less setup than the first episode was. Uh, mm-hmm. Bucky and Sam get to be together finally, not romantically, but in person. <laughs> Whoops! Um, <laughs> great action. The choreo, the the choreography of the fight scenes is super engaging. Um, mm-hmm. Get to learn more about fake Captain America. He's a fun guy, um, mm-hmm. and the the way they approach some social issues as well as Bucky's continued therapy, I think, is a is great because they they use his therapy as kind of a comedic thing but then there's those little moments where it's so serious and he really kind of opens up a little bit to her and it's like whoa that's good and the way i saw someone mention that sebastian stan acts with his eyes (laughs) a thousand percent watching him do stuff like just his face it's like wow you can tell so much about this scene and character. Uh, mm-hmm. let's... Jeff Bridges does a similar thing. What was that? Jeff Bridges. He does. He does a very. He does a very similar thing in terms of like acting without like being like. He literally goes like. 
Like he he conveys so much emotion with by that. But yeah, no, I a hundred percent agree with you. And that's the thing, right? Like it's supposed to be one cinematic experience. It's technically supposed to be like a six ep- six or I don't know if it's six or nine episodes long, but it's it's supposed to be a long like movie. It's supposed to be that kind of an experience. So that's why they're like going all out with that. And so um normally I'd go into spoilers, but I think we're gonna leave it just you know, just for the sake of everyone else watching it. But, uh, you know, I had a lot of fun. It's it, 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 Disney's doing the right things. They're doing the right things. Per, uh, Premiere Access, eh, I'm still a little iffy about that, but other than that, I think they're doing fantastic. Uh, let's move on, ladies and gentlemen, to the 10th and the final item on the binge report, that being the Mighty Ducks Game Changers Episode 1. So I watched this in the past hour, and let me just tell you something. It is so fucking iconic. It is so iconic. And if you love the Mighty Ducks films, you're going to love Game Changers. It, you know, it's got a, it's got an older Gordon Bombay. He's no longer coaching uh, the Mighty Ducks. The Mighty Ducks are now like this elite, like they're jerks. And they're like, you know, there's like this elite group that now like, you know, it's like a premier uh, club situation where like only the only the f- finest and the fittest can be here, right? And like and and this show talks about the outcasts, right? It's like it's so cool. Like literally, that like the goalie is literally a, a gamer that they saw playing, you know, goalie in a, in a in a hockey video game, and and he his reflexes are so cool. And it's, there's so many like good oh shit moments, and I highly recommend that you go watch it if you love the Mighty Ducks. And I really can't wait to see what they do with this it's gonna it's gonna be really good and i've been as soon as i finished my Ducks 3 and i saw the announcement i was like oh my gosh yes let's disney plus is doing like i said disney plus is heading in the right direction and they're not making any wrong decisions they're not making any wrong decisions and this is and i quote original this is what we're talking about this is an original this is original content right here that's what I'll say about it. But uh anyways, uh I know I know you haven't seen it. So I will highly recommend. I, I don't know. Did you watch I assume you've seen the Mighty Ducks films, right? Or You haven't. So. You haven't. Yeah. Interesting. Well, we'll have to watch you, it on a You Friday. should yeah, you should. <laughs> I was going to say you should go watch it because it's it's so nostalgic. I remember seeing all the commercials once again. I saw the, all the commercials for it. I remember seeing the commercials for the TV show, and I just, I just felt like, oh, oh, it's so, it's so nostalgic, and it's gonna be so much fun, especially in the modern, just in the modern world, where like, you know, this kid who runs a podcast, he, you know, he's he's joining the Outcasts hockey team, and it's like, oh, it's. It's fantastic. Uh, that's all I'm going to say. I'm not going to say anything less or more. Go check it out if you like Mighty Ducks. Anyways, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Lindsay Friendo, you did say you had to go do something at 6, right? It is currently 6.52. So if you want to, we can put up the uh, Be Right Back and then... Uh, you can... Uh, to go do my stuff. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we can do that. Oh, Alrighty. Can 
Yeah, an intermission. Uh, first time ever happening. So, ladies and gentlemen, uh, I don't know. How long do you think uh, we're going to take this? Uh, I would say not more than 10 minutes, but I can be back faster. All right. Yeah. Uh, I'd say probably 10 m minutes at the most. If you could get here sooner, that'd be much better. Just so we can get through all the stories and then I can set that all up. And then, uh, yeah. Awesome. So... Yeah, so uh, once again, for all of you who are currently watching, 10 minutes, uh, you get to listen to some fantastic uh, elevator music. So enjoy that. And uh, yeah, we will see you all in 10 minutes. All right, everyone, we are now back uh, and we are going to go st straight into the main show. We got a lot to talk about, Lindsay, so let's get to it. So... Uh, we have about how many how many how many things do we have we have 12 items on the main show ladies and gentlemen so i hope you all are super ready for this so here we go let me see if i can actually execute this correctly and hey look at that uh our first main topic is ace ventura 3 in development from sonic the hedgehog writers this is coming from joseph noop from IGN. All the all the articles are from IGN. Lindsay, I want to hear what do you, what do you think about this? What do you think about this news? I've never seen Ace Ventura, so I don't have strong feelings one way oh. or the other. Oh boy. We started oh. watching it and then the the computer bugged out. Ah, uh, that's true. Uh we'll we'll figure out a way to to watch it. But um So, here's the thing. I am a huge Ace Ventura fan. I've seen both Ace Ventura one and Ace Ventura uh, uh, when when uh, when event something calls when something calls. I oh man, don't don't you just love it when I don't remember it? I don't remember it at all. Let's see, let's see here, let's see. Da, da, da. Ace Ventura Pet Detective. When nature calls, that's what it was. I was so close. It was when nature calls. Uh, I had seen both of the films when I was a kid, and let me tell you something. It was one of the most nostalgic, and dare I say it, probably one of the, uh, you know two of the best uh, uh, Jim Carrey films that I've ever seen, and they're so good. And a third Ace Ventura movie is way long overdue. It's way long overdue, and so. I am just extremely excited to to see what they do with this. It's going to be a lot of fun. And and the fact that Sonic the Hedgehog writers are working on this just that's it. Like there there you go. Um I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to read the article if I can just get this to work and All right. All right, all right, all right. So uh, here we go. A third Ace Ventura film is in the works and is being written by the writers between, uh, behind, sorry, between what? Behind 2020's Sonic the Hedgehog film. The news was revealed in an interview conducted by distributor Park Circus, focusing on the production company Morgan Creek, which produced the original Ace Ventura films. Quote, we're pretty excited about our franchise developments with Exorcist and the Ace Ventura franchise. It's noticeable from the 3 million fans chatting on the official Facebook page for Ace Ventura that audiences have been clamoring for a third installment. 
Morgan Creek said. During COVID, audiences have been in love and are thrilled to have beloved characters brought back with new stories. Ace Ventura with will see a new day at Amazon as a major motion picture slash theatrical with the Sonic the Hedgehog writers. End quote. Morgan Creek didn't comment further on Ace Ventura 3, but Sonic the Hedgehog writers Pat Cassie, or Pat Casey, whatever you want to uh, call it, uh, and Josh Miller have already worked directly with Jim Carrey, who played Sonic's arch nemesis, Dr. Robotnik. Uh, uh, Ace Ventura, Pet Detective, originally pre- premiered in 1994 and helped launch the career of Jim Carrey. It was fo- it was followed one year later by Ace Ventura when Nature Calls, as well as a 2009 reboot starring a childhood version of Ventura. Uh, Family Guy creator uh, Seth MacFarlane uh, also worked as a writer on the animated Ace Ventura cartoon series that ran for three seasons before being canceled. Um, uh, also, some news, if you, if you all want it, uh, Sonic the Hedgehog 2 is scheduled to re- release on April 8th, to, uh, 2022, although, de- de- although that date was originally announced only a few scant months into the COVID-19 pandemic that impacted much of Hollywood's productions. Uh, Jeff Fowler, director of the first film, is slated to return alongside writers Kate, uh, Casey and Miller. I love how I can't talk today. Um, so, I th- so first of all, let's start off with the fact that this is this is working. This is going to be on Amazon now. I don't. I, I don't think you've seen the the uh, Coming to America, the second one. So that came out on Amazon and it made sense. I think I think it's the streaming services these days are the perfect outlet for these kind of films now. I mean, at least until the theaters are out are, are open and you know, COVID is gone bye-bye. Uh I I honestly can't wait. I I remember watching uh the first uh, I remember watching when they, uh, when uh, Ace Ventura, but Pet Detective Junior, the 2009 reboot, I watched it and I was like, "Hmm, what are the, the first two films?" And uh, well, th- uh, it was definitely it, it was somewhat uh, a little uncomfortable for me with the whole uh, <clears throat> dare I say it crazy monkey sex that uh, Monica from Friends and Jim Carrey as Ace Ventura have. In the first film, nothing is shown, right? There's no nudity shown. However, it's just, it's, if you watch it as a kid, it, it doesn't make much sense. And it's just so weird. And then the second, and then, you know, I watched it a while later. And I'm just like, oh, huh. Well, that's funny. That's Courtney Cox. And okay. But yeah, no, uh, I'm going to make this really quick. Ace Ventura 3. Well, once again, long overdue, and I can't wait. And I don't know. Someone was saying that they're not bringing back uh, Jim Carrey for this one. I don't know why, but if they're not having the Jim Carrey in it, then I'm not going to watch it. However, uh, I must agree with the 3 million fans chatting on the official Facebook page for Ace Ventura. A third installment, we need it. We need that third in- third installment it's just like indiana jones most of the franchises that we're seeing right like 
like the like the James Bond, for example, James Bond, right? This, there's going to be the last James Bond. There's going to be the last Jurassic Park film. Um, and so it's just they're slowly starting to find. They're trying to write a good ending, unless if Jim Carrey is trying to continue Ace Ventura with a couple more films, then I I say why not. I say why not. I am not against it in any way, shape, or form. I am very much excited to see whether or not they come out with more films. But if not, if this is the last one, I'll be okay with it. I'll be okay with that. Uh, let's move on to the next item on the main show. Second, The second item on the main show is... Uh, also, there's a video playing, which I don't know why that is, but uh, Black Widow, delayed to July, will be released on Disney Plus the same day. Let's take a look at the article. So, Lindsay, I want to I want to I want to hear your thoughts. What do you think about this? Just first impressions. I'm excited that it's finally coming out because it's been a year and I'd like to see it now. <laughs> yeah. No, one no, one hundred percent. It's been way. Also, it's been super long. Like because ever since she made her debut in the MCU, in Iron Man two, everyone's been wanting a Black Widow film, and it's it's crazy to think like this should have been out two years ago, but they delayed it, and it's just and after after fighting a lot, they've now finally, or at least hope. I don't mean to jinx that. I don't want to jinx anything. But like I'm just I'm just really hoping that they stick with this, and uh, we're actually gonna get into the article right now. So here we go, ladies and gentlemen. Here's the uh, article. Disney has announced the long delayed Black Widow movie to July 9, and will be released simultaneously on Disney Plus Premier Access as well as in theaters. In a press release, Disney confirmed both uh, the Black Widow release day shift and the $30 Premier Access price tag. Disney also confirmed Shang-Chi will be delayed from July to September 3rd. Um, so for those who don't know, Disney Plus Premier Access is the company's strategy for releasing highly anticipated films on Disney Plus the same day as on theaters. For $30 on top of the monthly subscription cost, Disney Plus members can watch day one theater releases at home. The company previously released Mulan and the and Ryan the Last Dragon through Disney Plus Premier Access. Um, oh, this is where we're, uh, this is also where it's going to get interesting. Disney uh, released its most recent film release calendar today in a press release that included updates on all of the company's most anticipated films for 2021 alongside Black Widow. The Cruella movie starring Emma Stone will be released on Disney Plus Premier Access the same day as theaters on May 28th. Luca the newest Pixar film will be available exclusively on Disney Plus on June 18th for no additional cost. Well done. I, I think that, that also makes sense. Uh, though Luca will be released in theaters in markets uh, where Disney Plus is... Uh, though, okay, sorry. I said that in a really weird way. Uh, though Luca will be released in theaters in markets where Disney Plus is not available. Bravo. Bravo. Now... This is where it gets interesting, Lindsay Friendo, because um, there's a certain date on here that's very, very interesting, nonetheless. Uh, so, 
Other updated movie release dates include Free Guy on August 13th, 2021, delayed from May 21st, 2021. The King's Man on December 22nd, 2021, delayed from August 20, 2021. And Death on the Nile on February 11th, 2022, delayed from September 17, 2021. Now, uh, real quick. So... I'm super excited for Free Guy, and this works so well. I just want to give a huge thanks to Disney because, ladies and gentlemen, I don't know if you know this, but Free Guy comes out on August 13th, which is the birth date of Filmy Fate. So uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be a fun birthday. And the fact that it is not only my birthday, ladies and gentlemen, it's also it also lands August 13th lands on a Friday. So it's the perfect day to do to watch Free Guy, to do the show, uh, to have a party and do the show, talk about it. It's it's honestly perfect. I don't know what else to say. I think it's fantastic, and I I think it's gonna be so much fun. I've been waiting for Free Guy for quite some time now because. It, I think it's so it looks so much fun. It looks like a lot of fun. And the fact that they they were they decided to delay the film is just I'm just like, oh, it's like we need it. Are you are you interested in Free Guy? Have you seen the trailers? whatnot? I have literally no idea what you're talking about. Oh, fantastic. <laughs> so Free Guy is basically Ryan Reynolds. He plays an NPC in a video game, and then he, oh, right. yeah, there you go, that's and then so he gets, and then he gains a conscious, and then he's just like, whoa, what's going on here? And then, uh, yeah, no, I I'm really excited for that. So August thirteenth, twenty twenty one, let's go, super exciting. However, let's get back on the topic at hand though. Uh, Lindsay, what do you think of, what do you, what what do you what do you think of uh, Black Widow being delayed to july do you think it's a good release date do you think it should have been sooner should it be later what do you think uh i'm i would have waited honestly until they could have had it in theaters completely and not on disney plus mm -hmm. um that's just the way that i think of marvel movies is working best is on a big screen for the first time that you see it um mm -hmm. certainly it's not the only way to watch them but i think it uh, heightens the experience. Um, mm -hmm. But, and Disney Premiere access is kind of weird to me. Um, 30 bucks on top of your already, however much subscription is kind of a steep price. Mm -hmm. uh, but I understand why they're doing it. It's the cost of going to a theater to watch a movie for a few people, but eh. yeah. Yeah. It's iffy. Yeah, I, I mean, it makes sense, right? You got one for you, you got one for your friend, uh, for your roommate or friend, uh, and then you got one for your dog, which makes sense. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, Lindsay, you know this better than anyone. I'm not exactly on board with the whole Premiere Access thing, but I, like you said, I do understand why they're doing this. It's just so then they can... Um, make the money right because obviously you know they need to make money off of this otherwise it's not going to be good but anyways let's move on to the third item on the main show that being 
Warner Brothers movie day and date HBO Max releases could end in 2022. This is coming from Wesley LeBlanc. Excuse me. A new deal struck between Warner Brothers and Cineworld's Regal Cinemas seemed to indicate that day and date HBO Max releases could end in 2022. This news comes by the by way of Deadline, which reports that Cineworld and Warner Brothers have signed a multi-year agreement that contains two key uh, facets. Uh, the first is that Regal Cinemas will show Warner Bros. 2021 releases in its U.S. theaters when they open the same day those movies release on HBO Max. Excuse me. The second is that beginning in 2022, all Warner Brothers theatrical releases will have an exclusivity window of 45 days in U.S. Regal theaters. Quote, we are very happy for the agreement with Warner Brothers. Cineworld CEO Mookie uh, Gridinger, sorry if I mispronounced your name, uh, said, quote, this agreement shows the studio's commitment to the theatrical business, and we see this agreement uh, as an important milestone in our 100-year relationship with Warner Brothers, end quote. So here's what I'm going to say. I think they're trying, I think this is what, uh, streaming services are doing now is because uh, first uh, I don't I, I don't I don't I don't know if you know this but Paramount Plus is doing the exact same thing with uh, A Quiet Place Part Two and Mission Impossible Seven. They're waiting forty five days for 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 the films to be theatrically exclusive. Then forty five days later they will hop onto their streaming services. So. For example, Mission Impossible 7 will be on Paramount Plus, and then uh, the HBO, uh, the Warner Brothers movies will probably be on HBO Max. Um, it's, it's, I, I, it makes sense. I think it makes sense. And um, I don't know whether or not, I don't know whether they're saying that like after 45 days, once it comes on the streaming service, it's going to stay there. Maybe somebody else has streaming rights that they have to be like, it has to go on Netflix or it has to go on this place. I don't know exactly. Uh, however, this is something that I was talking to uh, Russell Purcell, Russell the Muscle. Uh, I, was, I, was, I was talking about this because streaming services are like my main topic. If you bring up streaming services, I'm going to be talking with you for like two or three hours. Um, but I'm going to try and keep this super short. I think that each production company, they're slowly starting to get their own streaming service. Warner Brothers has HBO Max. Disney has Disney Plus. Uh, Paramount has Paramount, uh, Paramount Plus. Um, uh, and I don't know if Peac- I don't know if NBC's Peacock is doing that because I, I assume that's Universal's uh, streaming service, but I don't know for sure. But yeah, I think this is good. I think when they announced it. Wh- when Warner, when Warner Brothers and HBO Max announced that they're going to be doing day and date HBO Max releases, uh, release dates, um, I really got super excited. Like, yay! Like we have a more safer option to view these movies without risking our health and safety. Um, but then later on, when I saw the article that they hadn't gotten permission from the, they never told uh, the filmmakers, they never told the actors. That's when I got a little bit conflicted because it was just like, hmm, okay. I mean, this is fantastic news. However, if you're not going to be honest with everyone, I don't know. It's going to be a lot of drama, a lot of conflicts. And so, um, 
I, I just I just think I, I just think I'm really glad that they've come to an understanding and I, I, I love the fact that because I we have to admit it at some fa- at some point in time COVID is gonna die it's gonna be safe for us to go out and then the theaters are gonna be open again and we're gonna enjoy films like we always do and so I think it's perfect I think this I think also it's a perfect time too because at some I I'm really hoping Lindsay I'm really hoping that this year is the year that like by the end of the year COVID is gone. And then we're good to go. I mean, I'm not saying that the world will be perfect and the world is going to be completely COVID-free. There will most certainly be COVID. I just think that at least we'll have a way of preventing COVID from ta- from taking any more lives and you know risking our lives and harming our lives. So uh, just just round of applause for them. Bravo. I I think I think this this shows a lot of respect to the filmmakers because I think. Personally, th- me thinking as a filmmaker, I think this is exactly what I wanted, right? Like, and like, Tom Cruise is a huge movie person. He loves theatrical releases. Mission Impossible, I mean, you have to watch that in theaters. And so I'm pretty sure he had a talk with Paramount about like, okay, look, if you're going to do the whole, uh, you know, releasing movies on Paramount Plus, you- you're going to have to have it in theaters before that. And that makes complete sense. And I think I'm totally on board. So 45 days, I think we'll be all right. I think we'll be all right. I mean, that's exactly what um, Disney Plus is doing. But in the sense that uh, after a few months, it's going to go from parent, uh, from premiere access to just normal Disney Plus. And so, yeah, th- this is our new reality. So what do you have to say about this, Lindsay? I have... Um, I think it's a good way to do it. I think you're right that, and the fact that they didn't talk to people before making the decision to put movies directly to streaming services is sketchy. Mm-hmm. Um, and I I like that they're renewing contracts and making new contracts with theaters because they are such an important business. And um, it's fun to go watch things in in dark rooms filled with strangers you know <laughs> no no definitely 100 i mean i i mean i just remember going to the theaters for the first time and though it's a sad moment or actually no it's not a sad moment i was thinking of uh world war z which was a zombie movie and i did personally just did not i did not like that um the first movie that i ever watched was uh that i watched in theaters was despicable me 2 i saw that in 3d with my mom and it was it was a lot of fun and it it just like it just made me feel like oh gosh and i remember when i was working on uh like a psa for high school um it was about like uh connecting with others and like if someone is being uh rejected or if, if someone's not being talked to uh, then like you know you should go out and like you know go out of your way and just like you know be like hey how's it going like what's going on and and um they they showed it off in in the Rialto cinema they showed it off in the theaters and I, I got to see myself on the big screen and I was just like I want I really want to do this and like if it was on just on the TV I'd just be like okay all right, it's nice, but seeing me on the big screen, or just just seeing a film on the big screen, is just a completely different experience. And it's just like even my even my like two thousand dollar TV can't match. Uh, like it's the next best thing, right? That's the more safe 
and and you know just best like accessible option that i have but but if you have the theaters accessible to you like rialto cinema is like how many minutes five ten minutes away like you know you go to scream at mimi's get some ice cream go to like that's the kind of experience that i'm talking about that's what i'm talking about and so i just can't wait i extremely can't wait for that but uh yeah no i once again hbo max warner brothers bravo uh let's move on to the fourth item on the main show Lindsay friendo this is about to get really interesting because shazam 2 helen mirren cast as villain hespera this is an article by matt tm kim what do you think what do you so have you seen shazam one did you ever see shazam no <laughs> no you I'm never saw person i saw mm. commercials for it and i think i saw a reaction for it and that's the extent of my knowledge and i know well, zachary levi's in it i think yeah 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 yeah, yeah so and he played flynn rider and that's all i know about it <laughs> so I I, i'm not i'm not even gonna get into the article all i'm gonna say is is that it's perfect. It's great. I mean, I just, I mean, I just saw Helen Mirren in, in uh, National Treasure, and I think, I think she's gonna be freaking fantastic. I mean, I, I don't know if you've seen her in the Fast and Furious films. Just recently, we, I, I just saw a, 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 you know, a Super Bowl commercial for Fast Nine, and she's like, and I post this a lot. She's literally driving a supercar, and she's like giggling because she's driving it and i'm just like yes this is what i want i want helen mirren driving a supercar and just just to see her in a, as a villain especially in a, in a goofy film like shazam i think it's awesome i think it's awesome that's all i gotta say i think it's awesome um let's move on to the next i was about to start singing as if it was the national anthem so <laughs> Oh, no. Let's move on to the next story on the main show. The Last of Us HBO Show Season 1. Okay, we're done. <laughs> uh, the Last of Us... <laughs> the Last of Us HBO Show Season 1 adapts the first game, but will, quote, deviate greatly in some episodes. This is an article by Jonathan... Dornbush. Uh, the Last of Us on HBO will directly lift dialogue from the original game, says executive producer Neil Druckmann. Baby Neil. Baby Druckmann. But we'll see some episodes, quote, deviate greatly from the events we've played previously. The Last of Us is the first of several planned PlayStation ad adaptations into film and television. And will both uh, and with both Ellie and Joel's roles cast, one of the biggest questions remains, how closely will the HBO series adhere the original's uh, story? So I'm not going to go too much into this because I, I'm pretty sure, I mean, we were already talking about the fact that like me and you both don't really like these kind of scary stories. Uh, in, a, in a few weeks, ladies and gentlemen, you'll see me play uh, play like a good chunk of uh, the last of us part one i can barely get through part one not because of the fact that like i don't want to it's just that first of all I, I don't have any time on my hands and second of all it is one scary 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 game it's 
it gives you the spooks and by the way never never play if you're if you don't like scary stuff do not play this in the dark i i beg you please do not play this in the dark it is not fun it is not fun and and at one time i was i was really spooked my parents walked in they were like is everything okay do you need a do you need a sandwich or something and i'm just like yes i actually do literally word for word i said yes i do need a sandwich this is scary as shit and uh but no i i think i think it's going to be interesting because that's the, that's the reason why i'm starting to play it too is the fact that there's an hbo series coming out and i do want to see how they go with this because we don't see much we don't see many video game adaptations these days like you got you've got the new Mortal Kombat coming out soon which looks really promising and so i really can't wait for the last of us hbo so yeah i we'll see how this goes i don't really have much to say about this i just wanted to bring this up as a gamer and someone who is playing uh last of us and who is watching a lot of hbo stuff uh it is interesting to me so uh lindsay do you have anything you want what you would like to say I'm just excited to see Pedro Pascal do more oh. stuff. Oh yeah. I love that guy. Yeah, Papa Pedro. Papa yeah. Pedro is is a is a blessing. He is such a blessing. Bless that man. Bless that beautiful man. Anyways, Lindsay, this is this next story is completely relevant to our case. Story number six. Falcon the Falcon and the Winter Soldier is the most watched series premiere ever for Disney Plus. Let me repeat that again, Lindsay. And I'm going to switch to the my cam here. <clears throat> the Falcon and the Winter Soldier is the most watched series premiere ever for Disney Plus. Lindsay, what do you think about this? I think that it's a direct result of how good WandaVision was. Mm -hmm. I, I think that they knocked it so far out of the park with, with that show that it got everyone's hopes up that this is going to be really good. And so far, it has been really good. It, it has. I, they're not screwing around. That's that's what I'll say about this, is that they're, they are not screwing around. Uh, let me read a little bit of the article, just so, you know, just so... Uh, we can. Uh, the Falcon and the Winter Soldier began uh, its six-episode run on March 19th with new episodes debuting on Disney Plus uh, every Friday for the next few weeks. There are currently no announcements for a second season, uh, though Marvel Studios head Kevin Feige, Daddy Feige, has confessed that some ideas are being bounced around. On the horizon for, Dis for Disney Plus original series, Marvel will debut Loki on June 11th. The studio is also eyeing release dates before the end of the year for Hawkeye and Miss Marvel. So, here's what I'll say about this. Disney Plus is in the right turn because, just like you said, it's not only because of the fact that, you know, everyone liked, most, mostly everyone liked uh, WandaVision. It's also because of the fact that WandaVision mandalorian all these movies and shows and basically disney plus got so many people in that now there's so many people there to watch it now so it makes perfect sense and like and, and that's the big thing though like this is big this is a big deal this is big news because first of all it continues the story of 
uh, Cap- the Captain America series, right? Uh, f- uh, first, uh, the, you know, the first Avenger, uh, uh, Winter Soldier, Civil War. Like, it's continuing off of that, and it's also... Um, it's also a cinematic experience, which which I found funny because normally you would watch this as a show, but it's like what one long film, and so like it makes perfect sense that this is a series, and it's kind of sad that they're not coming out with a second season. However, they did they just they they tell you that Disney Plus is the place to be if you want to you know watch the entirety of the MCU. Not just the films, but this is also the continuation of the MCU. This is a big deal. This is a scheme. This is the plan. Get if you want to get on it, you got to get on Disney Plus, and they're doing the right exact thing. As much as I like, it feels weird saying like they've got me. They got me. That's it. They they've trapped me. the the whole The whole meme. You remember the meme? Gotcha, bitch. They've done it. <laughs> they've done it. They've literally got me. Literally, the MCU is the Porsche. And I'm the babe. I'm the hot babe walking down the street. And then Kevin Feige over there is just like, gotcha, bitch. Because we, we like, the show is so perfectly written. I, dare I say it, it's really, really well written. They get you hyped. They get you excited. They get you emotional. It It's great. And they get you laughing, too. Like, that's also another thing. It's not like, okay, this is all seriousness. This isn't the DCEU in which, like, Oh, you can't. There's not really much laughs, except uh, Shazam. I do have to give that one exception. Shazam is such a fun show, uh, fun film. Can't wait for Shazam too. Uh, but yeah, no, MCU is doing uh, just Disney in general, and I've said this plenty of times. They're doing the right thing, and like just every single time, it, it's one of those things where like you know when. You know, it's the weekend and you're thinking like, oh, I'm going to catch up on a book or, oh, I'm going to, you know, like this is happening or that's happening. This is like the new normal. This is like, you know, this is me when like, OK, it's Friday and my mom and I, my mom's going to drive me to the video store. We're going to grab, a, you know, a, a, you know, a whole pizza from Mambo's, go home, watch the movie or, or, or show. It's 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 great. It's great. Disney has been iconic and always will be. And they're heading in such a great direction. If someone asks me, oh, what do you prefer, DCU or MCU? MCU all the way, baby. MCU all the way. Now, this is a perfect segue here. Because speaking of new Marvel, speaking of MCU, I, okay, that went terrible. My bad. (laughs) Uh, Speaking of MCU, Lindsay Friendo, Here's the next article. New Marvel movies and TV shows in 2021 and beyond. This is by Matt Fowler. We're going to get right into it. Uh, It's a lot to absorb. Indeed, it does. So here we go. Oh, my gosh. My my throat is so dry. Like, I'm not going to talk for the next few hours. So keep that in mind. So on uh, June 11th, 2021... Loki will be on Disney Plus, uh, as you all can see on in the list. Actually, you know what? I'm just gonna go through the entire list. We don't really need to do uh, uh, release dates; not that important as of right now. Uh, Loki, Black Widow, What If, Shang Chi, and The Legend of the Ten Rings. 
excuse me, uh, Eternals, Spider-Man 3, Miss Marvel, Hawkeye, Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, Thor, Love and Thunder, Black Panther 2, Captain Marvel 2, Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania, The Guardians in the Galaxy Holiday Special, Guardians in the Galaxy Volume 3, Moon Knight, She-Hulk, Secret Invasion, Blade, Deadpool 3, Fantastic Four, I Am Groot, Armor Wars, Iron Heart, hold on, a Wakanda series, and Echo. Okay, now here's what I'm going to say here. Here's what I'm going to say here. It's so weird that like we're getting so much news, so much more that it's like, it's, we want more. Like that's the problem here. This is the thing, and I hate to be that that person, but like it's just like more. Give me more. What's next? Iron Man four, the next Avengers. What's going on? What's what's going on here? What? Just bring it on. Keep on bringing it. Like I, my body can take it. Okay. Literally, literally, this schedule is is literally the the Infinity Gauntlet. Like I am ready to take it. I don't care if it. Br burns my brains out. I don't care. I want more. It's super exciting. Lindsay, what do you think of this lineup? What do you think? I can't believe they're doing something with Moon Knight. Yeah? That's wild to me. I've heard of him, like, <laughs> I've heard him in passing, like, twice. Ever. And it's just such a, it seems like such a small character to, to focus in on, but I'm excited to see it, because I don't know anything about him. And Loki's gonna be great. I'm excited to see all of them. Right. Yeah, no, 100%. No. Um, uh, it's, like, impossible to say, like, I'm not interested in any other ones. Oh, seems like we're getting... Oh, ladies and gentle people, let's welcome Cassie and Andor Cassie in the live chat. Shazam is hilarious. Moon Knight. Moon Knight? Yes, Cassie. Moon Knight. We're so, I had seen the reactions to the Investor Day. I, in fact, watched the Investor Day's live stream. And uh, a lot of people, like, literally I had people texting me, like, dude, there's going to be a Moon Knight series. And I'm like, wait, who's Moon Knight, though? Like, like that's the thing. Is like, It's like, there's so much to learn, so much to do. And it's just, oh, my God. Oh, my goodness. Also, uh... Cassie, I'm just gonna say this. Uh, please don't send me a picture of a tarantula with a with a what, what are those things? What 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 were? Do you remember Mandible? those? No, do you remember those? Um, uh, gay Batman, Dracula owes him money. What? What? I am so confused. She sent me a bunch of very disturbing pictures. Furby, that's what it was. She 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 sent me a picture of a Furby in place of a head of a tarantula so yeah a nightmare uh, sorry um okay sean's asking how the show's going um it's going good uh you know we got Lindsay friend over here um so uh moon knight so very much excited to see what this is going on because also another thing that's great about this is that and this i'm gonna i'm gonna refer to one of the lessons that I learned in beginning screenwriting is that screenwriters write for those who don't want to read a book, 
right? And and this is perfect for people who don't who probably might might, might not want to, or probably they can't read all the comics, right? Because you know it, we can only read like a certain amount of comics before we're just like burnt out and just to digest it by watching a movie is or a show in fact is the perfect way to do this and so it's fantastic all of these all of the, all, this entire lineup is crazy and the fact that like it, it just keeps on wanting it wants you to ask for more like that's the thing they're doing everything right here like Look at this lineup, everyone. Look at this. I mean, this is insane. I'm super excited for What If. I love the um, the art style of the show. It's going to be so much fun. Uh, def most definitely can't wait for, for Spider-Man. I mean, come on. that's yeah. It's Spider-Man. Where's my Spider-Man oh. poster? Let me see if I can find it. Oh, the uh. one with the cool art. That's the one. Look at how cool it is. It's so cool. It's got it's got Miles Morales and it's got Peter. Oh, I love how I can just just place it here now without damaging it. It's so nice. It's so comforting. It's like anytime I can just take off my headphones and just flop on here rather than having to slide all the way here. So that's fantastic. But um, yeah, no, I am absolutely just amazed when I saw the the Investor Day uh live stream i was just like what can they not do right like who are they not going to announce because the just the marvel comics universe is so vast with variety it's like you don't know where it's gonna stop so mm. oh oh wait a minute uh cassie just sent me an image of uh, a bit of a cartoon or not a cartoon sorry my my mistake uh, a comic bit uh about moon knight apparently he owes uh he owes moon knight money i know you're here dracula you big fucking nerd where's my goddamn money it's that's literally what it says i'm all for it oh my god i love him already i'm all for it i'm all for it cassie i'm all for it I'm so ready. Let's go. What? When is it? When does it release? Hold on. Oh, TBD. Mmm. Mmm. That's interesting. I'm looking forward Didn't to that they? one. Yeah. They announce who they're casting? I don't pay attention to the news. <laughs> yeah. Oh, how lovely! I just showed off the entire. Uh, I just showed off our notes when I wasn't supposed to. Oh, fantastic. Uh oh, a little sneak peek over here, everyone. Uh, but anyways, Cassie, I don't know if you're still in the live chat, but uh, here's a treat for you. Moving on to the next story, uh, the eighth story. And I love how I once again showed the or I didn't. I didn't No, It's only seeing us. Uh, our next the eighth article is new DC movies and TV shows in 2021 and beyond. Here we go. Here we go. So. We're just gonna skip to the list. Oh my goodness gracious. My throat is literally just, it's literally <laughs> shivering in in, in uh, fear. But anyways, let me list out all the things happening. And the first one uh, is already like, I'm super excited for the first one. Uh, so the entire list starts with the Suicide Squad, James Gunn Suicide Squad, uh, Peacemaker TV series in development, uh, The Batman, 
Gotham PD TV series, The Flash, Aquaman 2, Shazam, Fury of the Gods, which I assume is uh, Shazam 2, uh, Black Adam, Wonder Woman 3, The Trench, Green Lantern Corps, uh, Green Lantern Corps uh, TV series, Justice, Justice League Dark TV series, Constantine TV series, Satana, uh, Our Men, uh, Superman Reboot, Supergirl, Static Shock, HBO Max DC Movies, uh, The New Gods, Batgirl, Nightwing, Lobo, Cyborg, Justice League Part 2, uh, Joker 2, Gotham City Sirens, Man of Steel 2, Jared Leto Joker movie, uh, reportedly, uh, reportedly dead, uh, such as Man of Steel 2, Harley Quinn slash Joker movie, reportedly dead, and uh, Suicide Squad, the air cut, debunked. So, uh, Cassie, I mean, I know that uh, Lindsay isn't too much into the DCEU, uh, but I want I want to know what you think, Cassie. Let's let's see what you what you have to say. Um, the last the last comment that she said here is, uh, "Moon Knight is like Batman, but he marries a Superman like hero." I love him. Oh, interesting. Um, so Cassie says, "You on the Joker, but DC, yay." Uh, which Joker are you talking about? Because there's so we got Joker 2, and then there's the Jared Leto Joker, reportedly dead, and then there's a Harley Quinn slash Joker movie, reportedly dead. Which one are you talking about? Let's see what she has to say. But, um... I think we can move on, though. Uh, let's see here. I can, move, I can just set up for the next uh, note... Don't worry, Lindsay. We got four more to go. Don't worry. We're going to get through this. I promise <laughs> you. I promise you we're going to get through this. All right. Da, 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 da. Cassie, if you don't respond. Oh, here we go. Uh, she's talking about the Leto uh, Joker movie. Uh, overall, I am not a big Joker fan, though. Sorry. Oh, that's okay. I mean, some people don't like the Joker. I, I thought that the uh, the Joaquin Phoenix Joker was really good in terms of cinematography. I, w I just watched it for film appreciation. And man, does it have so much information in every single shot that you see. So, yeah. Um, so, moving on to the ninth item on the main show. Lindsay, this is about to get pretty exciting. National Treasure TV series reportedly greenlit for Disney Plus. Pressing the button. Here you all. Here you all are. This is by Logan Plant. I've never heard a single name that has a last name. Plant. A National Treasure TV series is reportedly greenlit for Disney Plus after reports last year suggested the show might be in the works. Deadline reports. The streaming service has ordered 10 episodes of the show. Jerry Bruckheimer, producer of the National Treasure franchise and original writers Marion and Cormac Wiberly are reportedly attached to the project. Other writers from the National Treasure films are expected to join the production. Reports say that um, reports say the show quote explores uh, the timely issues of identity, community, historical uh, authorship 
and patriotism uh, told from the point of view of Jess Morales, who is a new Latina uh, lead character for the franchise, though no casting for the role has been revealed. Nicholas Cage's Ben Gates won't be the main character in the show. Instead, the series will focus on a new cast of characters led by Morales. Um, okay. Uh, so let's see. Uh, the long-awaited third entry in the National Treasure film series is still in development. Uh, last year, Bad Boys for Life screenwriter Chris Bremner uh, was brought on to write the script way back in 2008. It was rumored that National Treasure 3 will, would focus on the Gates family family's search for Atlantis. <laughs> ooh, 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 Lindsay, what do you have to say about this? Uh, better not be Atlantis or uh, <laughs> gonna scream. Uh, I'm excited for the new series. I think it's great, and I I think that having such a, a small amount small amount of episodes is a great way to go. Um, I like the inclusion of a Latina character. I think it's a great idea, and there's a lot to do with archaeology um, and communities that isn't talked about a lot in, like, Indiana Jones and a national treasure, really. So I think it's... Hopefully they're going to cover some of those aspects. Mm. Um, I look forward to seeing it. 100%. No, most definitely. I... I think the, the, the idea of a series is genius. I, I don't know why they didn't think about this in the first place, but, you know, Disney Plus is, I guess you could say, relatively new. I mean, it's definitely, like, a year old, but still, like, in the in the sense that, like, in in the streaming market, in the streaming, like, industry, in, like, the, in the, uh, the Zoom room, the room of streaming services, as you will, uh... They're new, and, and, you know, it's only been a year, and there's so much potential for it. And I think the fact that they are pushing in all their chips for original, for original content, I think it's genius. I think it's fantastic. It makes me want to respect them for it. And I just after watching the National Treasure films, I just can't wait to see another piece of National Treasure content. So I'm, I'm super excited about that. Uh, Cassie, have you seen National Treasure? I want to know, because I know you're... A huge archaeology person. So, unless... I don't even know if she's still in here. Uh, okay. Um, Cassie, where are you? Um, I... But yeah, once again, I, I think it, it makes total sense. And I think it's going to be so much fun. Especially with the amount of... With the budget that Disney has now. It's the perfect candidate for it. So... Yeah, can't wait. Um, okay, okay, okay. So, let's move on to the 10th item on the main show. Uh, this is more of my own personal uh, just excitement. Uh, I wanted to, I wanted to uh, just, just say this out loud because uh, I never, and I, uh, this was obviously going to happen, but I, I, was I was very much excited because I'm currently playing the game of this. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, the 10th uh, item on the main show is Ghost of Tsushima movie from John Wick director in development. This article is by Matt 
Perslow. Let me show you the article. Boom, press the button. Here we go. Sony Pictures and PlayStation Productions are developing a film adaptation of Ghost of Tsushima with John Wake director Chad Stahelski uh, attached to the helm. According to a new report from Deadline, Stahelski will work alongside producers Alex Yang and Jason Spitz uh, with, gosh, these names, they're so cool, uh, with their company, uh, 8711 Entertainment. Peter Kang uh, of, of game developer Sucker Punch Productions will oversee the project on behalf of the studio, which will serve as executive producers. The film is set to adapt uh, the, uh, Ghost of Tsushima's story, which follows the journey of samurai warrior Jin Sakai as he fights for the freedom of the Isle of Tsushima. Uh, quote, uh, we're excited to be partnering with Chad and 8711 Entertainment to bring their vision of Jin's uh, story to the big screen, end quote, uh, said Asad Kizilbosh, uh, head of PlayStation Productions. Quote, we love working with creative partners like Chad who have a passion for our games, ensuring we can create rich adaptations that will excite our fans and new audiences, end quote. I will end it right there, only to talk about the fact that I think this is great. The fact that the filmmakers love the games, I think that's most important because if you, and this is, I'm, I mean, I'm going to go out on a limb assuming that you've, you've never seen the Assassin's Creed film that, that came out in 2017, right? No. Yeah. Yeah. You see, I, I know you too well, Lindsay. Uh, Assassin's Creed, it was a flop because of the fact that it wasn't well written for the non-gaming audience. For those who didn't know about the lore of Assassin's Creed. And so the fact that the filmmakers have played the games, they love the games, I think they're going to be able to set up the context well for people who have never ever played the game. They're going to understand it, such as, you know, Mortal Kombat, right? Like Mortal Kombat, like a lot of people play the games, but I'm pretty sure they're going to... Um, um, Oh, sorry. Uh, Cassie in live chat says uh, she's seen the first National Treasure film. Uh, I'm here, nerd. Oh, fantastic. And uh, don't watch the Assassin's Creed movie. Well, too bad. I already watched it. That's why I'm saying it was a flop. I enjoyed it personally because, you know, I played Assassin's Creed and I understand the lore. And so that's why. And also it has Michael Fassbender. So, uh, I mean, come on now. I mean, come on. It has Michael Fassbender. Uh, but no. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. I'm currently playing Ghost of Tsushima, and I think it has the story. It has the perfect story for a movie. And I honestly think the original actor for the video game, for Jin Sakai, should play the... That's my only note for this, is that they, he, he should be playing it. I think that it makes perfect sense. Um, also very much excited for the uh, Uncharted, uh, Tom Holland film. So that's... We'll see what happens with PlayStation Productions. Let's see whether or not they can actually handle this kind of stuff. But anyways, ladies and gentlemen, we are two stories away from uh, heading to the bin spinner. And then it'll all be over and we'll be good to go. Um, so, ladies and gentlemen, the next, the ninth, uh, ninth, sorry, where am I going? The 11th story on the main show is The Suicide Squad. Sylvester Stallone voices King Shark. This is coming... This coming from IGN, written by Wesley LeBlanc. Here we go. I watched the trailer. Uh, actually, let me talk about the trailer first. Uh, so I watched the trailer today. Uh, despite the fact that I haven't seen the air, uh, 
uh, the Eric or not, but the the Su- Suicide Squad film that came out long uh, a while ago with Jared Leto and Will Smith and all those actors. Um, from what I've seen in this, James Gunn should have directed it in the first place. But I might be over exaggerating this, so please don't take anything into you know into account. Don't please don't like be like, wait a minute, hold your hold your horses, Fate. You haven't even seen the for Suicide Squad. What are you talking about? You can't make allegations like this. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. All I am saying is that this looks phenomenal. I think the fact that like it's bat crazy. It's bat shit crazy. It's batshit crazy, and it's so much fun, and it's James Gunn, and as soon as I saw, like, King Shark, and he's got Sylvester Stallone, let me repeat that for you, ladies and gentlemen, Sylvester Stallone, the guy who's played Rocky, who's played Rambo, he is, he's voicing King Shark, this is the most James Gunn thing ever, like, that's a motif, like, if you see uh, a great actor, voicing a a, a a CG character in a film, you know it's James Gunn. You already know it's James Gunn. Uh, so it's super crazy, and that's why I'm super excited. It's coming out on August 6th, I believe. The Suicide Squad. I can't wait. Um, I don't really think I have to read the article. I don't think we have to, because... I mean, that's it. I mean, you got Sylvester Stallone to, to voice a shark. A talking, <laughs> body-ripping, literally body-eating, chomping shark. That's it. I mean, that's it. That's all you needed to do, HBO. That's all you needed to do, James. You got me. You got me. Exactly like Kevin Feige. Gotcha. Got him. Got him. He's reeled me in. There we go. That's it. That's all I, all I have to say about that. That's all I have to say. Let's move on, ladies and gentlemen, to the 12th and final story on the main show, unless if I find another one, which I'm not going to, because as much as I'm tempted, uh, I don't want to, um, I don't want to, I don't want to do more. I don't want to, I, I, we, we really do need to, um, we really need to hop off of here. So, okay, that was a lie. I, I lied to you. I'm sorry, Lindsay. I, yeah, I was looking through, but no, there's nothing. No, there, it's just a bunch of reviews. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, this is coming from uh, by. Uh, this is written by Adele Anchors. New DC fan movement. Hashtag restore the Snyderverse trends hits one million tweets. Now, uh, Cassie and or in the live chat, I want to know what you think of this news because i know for a fact that um you watched the snyder cut i watched the snyder cut we uh, you enjoyed it i enjoyed it so we all know that you know zack snyder has been you know everyone's been wanting the snyder cut for like such a long time and it was long overdue and so what do you think about this let me ask you that. I know you're not a DC person, but I, I'm sure you are aware of like, you know, this is a pretty big deal in terms of the film industry and everything. So what do, so what do you think about this? Well, I when I read the article, I was like, oh yeah, that's that seems like a great thing. Why did why did he leave the project in the first place? Because I was not part of that. So 
correct me if I'm wrong, everyone in the live chat, but um, I don't know if it was Justice League or Batman v Superman, but I believe uh, he was having some family issues. I think his daughter passed away. And so, like, yeah, yeah, it was oh, it was rough. And so that's why, like, that is why um, he had to leave. He had to leave, and then they got Joss Whedon, uh, the director of the Avengers films, to come in and then work on it. And then it didn't turn out the way everyone wanted because it was... The way I see it, and learning that Joss Whedon was the director for Avengers Age of Ultron and just the Avengers... Uh, Avengers, uh, you know, one Avengers Age of Ultron. He brought too much of the MCU-ness to mm-hmm. a DC film, which should not be as funny and as, you know, like, uh, what do you call it? Jokey, in a sense. Like, it it was... It was too much of that. Like, um, for example... Uh, Barry Allen playing, uh, you know, the flash lands on wonder woman straight on top of her. And it's just like, they have this really awkward beat of a moment where it's just like, Oh, he is literally laying on top of her. And it's just like for literally like how many seconds, like 10 seconds, they're still there. They're just still there. And it's so weird. And it's just like, I don't know, but luckily it was not in the Snyder cut. So yeah. yeah. Um so let me read the article because we can we have an article. Uh after the release of Zack Snyder's Justice League, DC fans are backing a new social media campaign to quote uh, to hashtag restore the Snyderverse. Discussing film announced the ha- that the hashtag to restore the Snyderverse hit a major milestone when it was spotted trending worldwide with over 1 million tweets calling for Warner Bros. to allow Snyder to finish his DC Extended Universe plan. Uh, more Snyderverse supporters joined the movement in the aftermath of Snyder's Justice League, which, de- which debuted on HBO Max on March 18, 2021. Uh, the Snyder cut itself was released after a legion of fans uh, coalesced uh, into an online collective that ultimately a major motion picture studio could not ignore, resulting in part... Uh, with the studio giving them exactly what they demanded. And uh, my TV's about to turn off for some reason. Uh, great. Um, there we go. Uh, the mo- uh, Exactly what they demanded by greenlighting Snyder's version of the Justice League, the movie he began, but which Joss Whedon finished after Snyder left the project. I'm going to stop right there. Uh, here's what I'm going to say about this. It's gone so... This is such a big deal that literally, if you go to any YouTube video on Warner Brothers or HBO Max, like, for example, I was watching... I don't know if you saw my story the other day, Lindsay, but uh, I was watching, uh, like, uh, HBO Max posted a cute little uh, montage video of the personalities of the Doctor from Doctor Who, because Doctor Who is streaming on HBO Max. Uh, I literally go down to the comments to see, like, what people are saying about Doctor Who, Nothing, almost nothing, but hashtag rev- uh, restore the Snyderverse hashtags. And it's just like, I get it, but like, I don't know, because some people say that Snyder is done, like he doesn't want to do more, but at the same time, it's, it seems like there's going to be something happening. I don't know. 
it's it's bonkers to me. Like this is huge. Um, Cassian and or Cassian in the live chat says I'm more DC than Marvel. Actually, there was a lot happening. Uh, I think the subplot of the apocalypse they want to avoid, which reminded me too much of the DC animated universe that ended recently. Mm. Mm, mm, mm. Gotcha, 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 gotcha. Yeah, no. No, I totally get that. Um, I mean, in a sense, I I personally feel like Snyder Cut is, perso is personally the, the, the DC version of Endgame Infinity War. And so... I mean, am I making and uh, like, am I making a you know terrible reference? Probably, yes. I will hand it to you. I'm probably making. I'm just trying to avoid having any issues later on. I'm just saying that like this because obviously like there, this has been a war between everyone. Oh, good lord. Uh, she, uh, Cassie just sent me an image of a uh, a dragon with the head of a Furby. So this is where we're at, ladies and gentlemen. Um. So I, gosh, she just threw me off. So I, I, I just want to, I just want to say that like, I feel, I, I feel like because with Dark Side, Dark Side is the Thanos of, of the, you know, DC, and so, and then, and then Superman, I guess you could say that is like everyone from the blip, right? Everyone got blipped, and then they came back. Superman came back and whooped some ass. That's exactly what all the other Avengers did, and so. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it depends on, like, I just feel like MCU is doing so much better. DC is trying to, you know, get better so then they can match MCU's level, which personally, if you ask me, as much as I like both MCU and DCEU, right? Like, I don't like one over the other. Actually, that's a lie. I actually like MCU. I'm sorry. Um, it's going to be a while until they match it because MCU has so many plans it has so many things, so many good things, like 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 hit after hit after hit. Uh, in terms of DCEU, Batman v Superman was was, mm, was not really. Uh oh, this is a. Uh, here we go. We now have a Furby holding a knife. No. Yeah, this is uh this is where we're at. This is where we are at in life now. But anyways. Ladies and gentlemen, that is the final story on this week's main show, which leaves us with one thing, Lindsay Frendo. It is time for the weekly binge spin. Woohoo! Yeah, super exciting. Let's see here. If I press, did I press the right button? I did press the right button. So I don't know if you're going to be able to see this uh, because if I turn off my camera. I don't know if I'm going to be able to, to pop up again because last week I was having issues. But let's see. Let's see what happens. So I'm going to turn on virtual cam and turn on... So I'm going to hit start. Uh-oh. Uh-oh, no! Oh, no! Um, My streaming software... Uh, my, my streaming software crashed. Uh-oh. Oh, no! Ugh, oh, no. This is this is bad. Um, I don't know if I should continue or let's try streaming again. Probably not. Actually, you know what? Let's because uh, I'm also recording this from the um, from uh, what is it from Zoom? So mm -hmm. so we can just continue from here. So anyways, 
This is oh, this is sad. This is really, really sad, everybody. Obvious crashed. The live show has crashed. But um, uh, we're gonna get the. Uh, yeah. Ugh. So here's the. Uh, let me get the bin spin out. Here we go, and uh, I'm gonna change my camera. And here we are. So here are all the films I have yet to, uh, or all the movie series I have yet to watch, Lindsay. Uh, I'm about to show you my uh, singular films. It's about to get really crazy. Oh no! Oh my! Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> oh no! It looks like a candy you would get at a like a rest home. <laughs> oh my gosh! Oh goodness me! Yeah, no. Ah, I got a lot of films to watch, Lindsay. But anyways, here it is. So, part so so there's other there's other franchises I've yet to finish, but these seem like the ones that are that I should be finishing now. So, um, here we are. So we got Ocean's Eleven, The Godfather, uh, the Dollar series, which is like the Harrison, uh, not Harrison Ford, um, the uh, Clint Eastwood films, uh, Mission Impossible, Fast and Furious, X Men. And Pirates of the Caribbean. So, what do you? So, let me let me ask you something. Uh, what do you think I'm gonna get? Slash, what do you th think I should watch? I'm hoping you get Pirates of the Caribbean because, oh my goodness, that's those are some good movies. Oh, I 100% agree. I. It's not that I haven't seen all the films. I've definitely seen the first few films. I just haven't seen the rest of them. So, yeah. So, here we go, everybody. I click the spinner. Here we go. It's gonna get super fast. Super fast. Here we go. Oh gosh, it's almost hypnotizing. Oh, the dollar series. All right. So Let me just. Excited. I'm gonna. I'm gonna make sure that it's actually accessible to me because. I don't. I'm not entirely sure whether or not. Uh, if the films are accessible to me, I actually didn't think about this. Let me see here. Uh, no, it's not. It's not. Uh-oh. Yeah, no. Until I, until you know, all of them get on the streaming service, we're gonna do one more spin. So there's hope for you, Lindsay. Here we go. Fingers are crossed. Uh, let's. Oh, let's take out the dollar series for now. Here we go. Oh boy, it's getting really fast. Oh my gosh. Oh. Oh, you were close. You were close. Ocean's Eleven, everyone. Uh, very much excited. Ocean's Eleven. Let me see if I can get my camera back on, please. Please. Please do it. Please. Please. Yes. Yes, I did it. I did it. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's because OBS isn't open. That's why OBS is open. Oh. Uh, but anyways, ladies and gentlemen, that's it. That's the show. Uh, we next week I will be watching all of the Ocean's Eleven films, which is very much excited because I don't know if you all know, but I love. Oh, thank God. Um, I don't know what was going on there, but uh, thank God. Uh, I love like spy espionage films. That's why I'm super excited to watch, you know, like Mission Impossible and all those films. So, yeah, very much exciting. Ocean's Eleven. Never watched them, but uh, 
gonna get to watch them this week. So, ladies and gentlemen, this has been Fitzgerald Family Fridays. Uh, before we move on, I just want to give a huge thanks. I want to thank you so much, Lindsay Friendo, for for showing up on the show. I did. And a pleasure. It was nice to have two friend hangouts today. Friendo Friday to the second. The double feature. <laughs> the double feature of Fate's Friendo Fridays. Yeah, that's that's literally what we call our our the time together. We literally call it uh, fun Friendo hangout time. But yeah, no. I uh, want yeah. You were Lindsay. You are my only hope. And so, uh, I was, uh, it was super, I, I was super excited because we've never had you on the shows. So I was like, oh my gosh, we have so much Disney news to talk about. Like, yes. So, uh, yeah, definitely, definitely not the way I was expecting it to go, but it went in a good way. But anyways, ladies and gentlemen, people, this has been Fate's Filming Fridays. I hope you all enjoyed this episode. Uh, I'm going to get... OBS fixed up. I don't know what's going on. It's definitely... It, I think that feature is in beta right now. That's why it crashed, but uh, we are still recording, so you all are still going to get the podcast. The podcast is not cut off. Uh, thank God for the Zoom that uh, we have that feature. But anyways, once again, ladies and gentlemen, if you all like my content, if you love Fate's Filming Fridays, don't forget to hit subscribe to my channel, and also don't forget to find us on your favorite podcast platforms, whatever it is, just look up Fate's Filming Fridays, and uh, yeah, give us a follow. And um, yeah, that's uh, yeah, that's about it. I'm gonna eat my sandwich. And uh, next week, once again, I'll be watching uh, the final or the uh, the latest season, I guess, of Torchwood. Torchwood season four, I believe, Miracle Day it's called. Um, and I will be watching Ocean's Eleven. Very much excited. And, uh, yeah. Oh, also next week, I'm also going to be watching Godzilla vs. Kong. So that's also super excited. So, oh, it's, you know, it's going to be so much fun. But anyways, once again, uh, I hope you all enjoyed this show. And uh, until next week, stay safe, stay healthy. Uh, don't do drugs. And, uh, yeah, Lindsay, once again, thank you so much for showing up on the show. And, uh, yeah. Having me a good time. Of course. And we will see you all next week. Have a great weekend, everybody. Bye-bye.